Here. Cindy Hollis? Here. Kobe Garrison? Present. Kelly Gask? Present. Sharon Lovering? She's not here. She's on vacation. <laughs> Erica Keller? And consultant Rick Morin? Here. And uh, if our guests would like to introduce themselves and let me know who is there, please. Let's start with the with the resolutions committee and the resolutions sponsors, and then we'll do um, other other um, guests. Gabe Griffith is here. Okay. Renee Zellickson is here. Okay. Thank you. Susan Glass is here. I'll be reading resolutions. Okay. Paul Edwards is here. Okay. Yeah, and Elliot is here. Okay. Um, Doreen Cornwell is here. Karen Campbell is here. Okay. Pat Tussing, honored to be here. Okay. Okay. Anybody else dealing with resolutions? Um, Judy Brown. Um, I was invited by Doreen. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Melanie Brunson is here. Melanie, okay. Anybody else? Um, Denise, I have somebody who has their hand raised. Come on. Lower his hand. It's the person that has the phone number 317, the starting yep, of it. Thing, and I'm lowering my hand. Okay. What am I doing here? Anybody De else? Denise, it looks like Kim is on also. Yeah, I, yes, I, I am her. here. Thank yeah, you. <clears throat> okay, and Thanks, I know Janet's here. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no Janet's here. Yes, I am. Thank you. Other guests? Um, this is Katie Frederick, chair of the BOP. I'm here. Hey, Katie. Okay. She just loves us so much, she has to come back. <laughs> Anybody else? All right. Uh, thank you, Denise, for the uh, for the roll call. And uh, as other, I think we may have another board member to join, and, and we'll be on the lookout for that uh, as as they as they come in. Uh, some people had some conflicts at the beginning of the meeting, so we'll keep keep our attention for that. So, uh, number three on the agenda is review and approval of the agenda. So it's kind of you kind of get started and then you go to the review and approval of the agenda, which is a little unique of our agenda. So one, it was um, call to order, Dan Spoon, president. Two is roll call and introduction of guests, Denise Colley, secretary. Three is review and approval of the agenda, Dan Spoon. Four is our mission moment with uh, Dan Spoon and Eric Bridges. Uh, this uh, meeting, we'd like to celebrate the wonderful work uh, of our staff and members for our first ever remote voting elections that were held at this year's convention. 
Um, five is the president's uh, uh, announcements. So first, I wanted to have a discussion about people uh, for our fall board meeting, who's going to be participating virtually versus who's going to be in Omaha in person and kind of what we need to do related to logistics for the fall board meeting event. B is we will be uh, making our elections for our budget committee at the September part two resolutions telephonic meeting. So I wanted the announcement now, anyone who's interested in serving on the budget committee, uh, please notify me, but we'll, we'll talk about that. This is just the agenda. C is discussion on the resolutions uh, Task Force 2.0 and the Voting Task Force 2.0. D is the 2022 DC Leadership Conference. Uh, Contract is signed. We'll get an update from Kelly. E is uh, solicitation uh, for members to join ACB committees. An update on that. And then F is kind of just an update on my personal health for everybody. So everybody's in the loop. Uh, six is our appointment of a public relations committee chair for the upcoming year. Uh, seven is discussion and uh, approval uh, of a set of 13 resolutions which have been submitted by the resolutions committee. This is part one. Uh, there's approximately 30 resolutions in total that will be presented to the board, but these are the first 13. Uh, eight on the agenda is just an update or report from our officers and board liaisons for any committees that, as needed that they would like to give an update for. I'm going to add a new item to the agenda, nine, which is an executive session. I hate to do that to everybody tonight, but we have a topic that we really must discuss as a board tonight. So I'm adding an item number nine, which is an executive session to talk about one topic. And then 10 is adjourned. So that's our agenda. Uh, is there any additions uh, besides the executive session that anybody would like to make to tonight's agenda? Thank you, President. This is Doug. I don't, I don't think I heard anywhere where we're passing the uh, resolutions. Oh, well, I said seven was the discussion of the resolutions, the 13 resolutions. So that was item seven. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, any other? Move we approve the agenda. Thank you. We have a, a move Donna to approve the agenda it. from David Trott, second from Donna Brown. All those in for favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Thank you. All right, the agenda is approved. We're moving right along. Item number four is our mission moment uh, from Dan with Dan and Eric. Uh, just uh, want to take a moment and give just uh, a, you know a huge thanks uh, to everybody who worked so hard to pull off uh, and really I think do an amazing job at our first ever uh, remote uh, elections. So I want to give a special thanks to Nancy, who is our supervisor of elections and all the amazing work she did coordinating with Vote Now and with our members and pulling together, you know, the, the, the questions that came into the Minneapolis office and just 
uh, all the really professionalism that was exhibited as we went through the process of doing our voting, our nominating from the floor, and just, uh, you know, all the wonderful work. So special thanks to Nancy. And then right behind Nancy is her partner in crime, which is Rick Morin and all the fabulous work he did from the technical side, pulling it together, setting up, you know, affiliate voting task force rooms and green rooms and, and, um, and general session rooms and nominating people from the floor and, uh, folks, it took a lot of technical expertise and 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 know how to pull all that together. And Rick just did a, an absolutely fabulous job. And then, really, a special shout out to Deb Cook Lewis, our new first vice president, who, after only being in office a few weeks, got thrown right into the fire. <laughs> and I really appreciate Deb and all her professionalism as we work through um, the special motion uh, session on August 14th and 15th and conducting those uh, those elections and the whole debate process for ACB. So thank you, Deb. And then our voting task force chaired by Pat Sheehan and Jeff Tom with the communication support from Connie Sims and really all 18 members of the voting task force and all the hard work they put in over, I believe it was at least 30 different sessions that were held to really... Um, you know, communicate to our members and ask questions and take input and modify the process based on the input and just, uh, you know, just a fabulous job by our voting task force. And then also a special shout out to John. We've got the kind of the president's announcements, which are not really tied to the resolutions. Right. What do you think as a board, if we went ahead and move forward with the presidential uh, kind of announcements. Or we could move forward uh, yeah. with the board meeting discussion because that doesn't pr really yeah. impact anyone but us. Right, right. You exactly. just summarize it when we're done before. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I yeah. think that, I think yeah. that would, if you all are okay with that, I think we'll yeah, move I, on that way. Yeah, I think that that's a we, good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have to, before we leave though, the mission, the mission moment, I have to then give a huge hip, hip, hooray, hooray. for everybody hooray. and hooray. all the wonderful work we did related to remote voting. So Nancy, uh -oh, Rick, Jeff Bishop's Deb, gone now. <laughs> everybody, oh, no. thank you so much. Oh, we lost Jeff. So Jeff may be helping Rick. It so might that, be. That could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's, we'll move on to item five, which is the presidential announcements, uh, president announcements. And uh, A under there is really, um, you know, I've gotten emails from multiple people about the fall board meeting. Uh, I think I misled people. I put virtual with a question mark, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, so I think we are most likely going to end up in a hybrid situation, but I wanted to kind of get feedback from all of our board members. Who's planning on, on being virtual, who's planning on being there in person, who had made up their mind yet. And then, if we do have a, a group of people that are planning on being there in person, then we've got Janet on the call. I think we need to kind of talk through a little bit of the logistics of that. So, um, I, my podcast calendar is completed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep coming. Uh, so, um, uh, maybe let's kind of take it from the top. So, um, 
for our officers. So, uh, Deb, are you are, are you planning on being virtual or in person? Well, I've been a little bit on the fence, but my very strong preference would be to be virtual. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I am. Hold on. Did we lose Dan? Yes, I well, I was I was muting because Leslie was uh, coming around the corner to let me know we're still offline, which we oh, know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so Deb, you're on the fence, and I'm monitoring yeah. the stream, Dan. So, okay. Oh, you'll let you'll let us know. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Okay. It's my old job revisiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you did it, you did it really you're, well. You're a very well weeks skilled. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so uh, maybe uh, I'm making I notes, think, Rick. I think. Yeah. Okay. Think that'd Deb be good. Said Deb said her strong preference was virtual. Virtual. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I will come if yeah. I really need to, but I would yeah. prefer not to. Well, I think we're we're either going to be. I think we're going to be probably hybrid, but it'd be good to get uh -huh. a feel of where. We right. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay. So uh, then, Ray. Absolutely in person. In person. I'm sick, oh. I'm sick of this virus. He's letting this <laughs> virus control my life. I'm going to okay. be there in person. I'm vaccinated. I'm not scared. I'm okay. going to be there in person. I'm very good. Very good. All right. And then uh, Denise. Virtual because of my surgery. Sure. Okay. And David. I'll be there. David will be there in person. Okay. Kim. Um, virtual. Virtual. Okay. Uh, gosh, I got to relearn my alphabet here with the board, but uh, Chris Bell. I think he was back he's, off again, Dan. He, he's been on and off, so yeah. we don't have him right now. Okay. Uh, Chris did tell me, Dan, that he wanted to do virtual. He's virtual. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Bishop's off right now, right? No, I'm here. Oh, but Jeff's back. Okay, Jeff, uh, are you planning on going in person or virtual? For uh, the virtual. Fall board? Fall, okay, Jeff. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know where my wife will be at in reference to her recovery. So Sure, I understand. Uh, and then Donna? I am planning to be there in person. I didn't get my plane ticket yet because I wasn't sure what we were doing, but I'm planning to be there in person. Good. Okay. So that's. I'm that's a little done. bit like Ray. I'm a little tired. So yeah, we have yeah, three. I, I, so yeah. you have three. Yeah, so, yeah. so we have three so far for sure in person. And yeah. then, um, all right, where am I going next here? Let's see. I've lost, uh, I think next is. Doug. Jim. Jim Crott. Jim's Jim going to be out of town. Jim's, Jim's uh, gonna, not going to be here. He's out of town. Out of country. That's right. Yeah, yeah, out of country. And then we have Doug Powell. I'm on the fence, but leaning toward virtual. Okay. So you're leaning towards virtual. And then Connie. Connie Sims. Okay. Um, since it's so close, um, I plan on going unless something yep. drastic happens. But yeah, I plan on being there. Okay, good. Thank you, Connie. And then uh, Kenneth. Virtual. We're back on. Oh, we're yep. back on. Okay. All right, good. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry for the Deb, delay. Deb, are you hearing anything? Because I'm not hearing anything. Yes, we're on. We're on. Yeah, she's she's behind. She's talking about Jim right now. But okay. yes, it's it's coming. Okay. All right, yep. good. Okay, so for those of you on ACB Media, uh, we took a pause while you all were off. And then we um, uh, kind of wrapped up uh, just saying 
a big hip hip hooray to everybody that helped support uh, the remote voting and our first ever remote elections. So uh, thanks to that entire team. And then we're now going through the president announcements and we're at A, where we're talking about uh, the fall board meeting and who's going to participate virtually versus in person. Uh, so Kenneth Simeon was our last board member we spoke to who is going to be virtual. And next, I think Pat Sheehan. Pat Sheehan. Uh, in person. Pat's in person. Very good. And then Michael. we, uh, Michael Talley. In person. Michael Talley's in person. And, and then Jeff Tom. Well, I bought a ticket, so I'm probably in person. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. So we've got, what, what at least half? six or yep. seven? About yeah. half. I have counted yeah. seven for in person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think um, Janet will need, to, of course, then to, to have a conference room and, yes. and then we'll have to work a little bit with the hotel of the technology that kind of will allow us to support, um, you know, being heard, uh, either right. whether you're on Zoom or, or in or person. A phone. Yes. Yeah. All right. I will, I will do that. My only, the one thing I will have to work with the hotel about, but I think I can work around that, is we did have a uh, little food and beverage okay. requirement. But well, well, I think I can. Jeff and Michael that. and everybody will have Everybody's to gonna eat. Everybody's going to eat. Yes. Right. Leave, leave it alone. <laughs> we're 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I could drink a lot of beverages. Uh, yeah, I don't no, think I could right. pay for those kind of beverages. Sorry, Ray. Um, or All I right, but, but Janet, we'll, we'll Dan, continue to work. You? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, what, I'm virtual. You're yeah. virtual. Okay, I thought so, but you haven't yeah. mentioned it. So yeah, I just oh. wanted you on my list. And, yeah, and I've, I've got a few logistical suggestions uh, just based on some things that we're doing at, uh, at work uh, that I'd, I'd like to throw out that we could do. Uh, for the in-person folks. Um, so um, based on what United is doing, so what United has said is that if you're in a conference room and you are, if you're vaccinated, you can take your mask off to, you know, while you're in the, uh, the meeting. Mm -hmm. I, I, do, I do think probably common areas of the hotel, we're probably going to need to wear masks. And of course, you're going to need to wear them when you travel because right. that's still a requirement. Um, the other thing I would suggest is to have when we, you know, it's a, we're a small group in person, so it may not be as big an issue, but we may want to have like some wipes or something to disinfect the uh, microphones. You know, if we're going to be passing them around and stuff. Um, um, and no, Ray, you just have to yell no microphones. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good ideas. I could. Yeah. But I just wanted to throw those as a couple of things that, uh, we're doing um, at work. Um, what what they what 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 United has, has told us as far as conference rooms too. If you are not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask at all times. Um, uh, mm -hmm. I would suggest if people are if anybody's like presenting anything um, that you ask the people in the room if you're comfortable if they're comfortable with you taking off your mask before you do it. Just uh, just as a, a thing. Um, the other thing. Probably, I don't know if this hotel normally has a buffet, but they probably will not have that. No. Uh, the last few hotels I've been in have not had that. So, uh, mm -hmm. which the buffets are kind of a pain in the butt for blind people anyway. So. No, I, that's not going to, we're not going to okay. have a buffet. And if we and, do, and, and that's all I wanted to throw out, just a few ideas. Mr. President. Uh, uh, okay, 
Jeff and then Nancy. So go ahead, Jeff. So sort of the one concern that I have mm-hmm. is, you know, and I bought my ticket. I, I could probably get it, you know, you know, saved to a later date or whatever. The one concern I do have is, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are others in this group of us that are in the same boat. We keep hearing the possibility that if six months pass from your vaccine, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to get sicker if you contract it. That the booster, that if you don't have a booster yet, then it may not be, you may not have the same sort of coverage. And yet mm-hmm. we don't know whether that's true or not. And that does, as someone who got vaccinated in April, when I think about October, I do have a little bit of concern mm-hmm. if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Well, well they, it bounces around so much, Jeff. Nobody knows. I mean, I know. I've heard six, I, I I've heard eight, eight. I've it, heard six, I've heard eight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's, well, a, it's personal, a personal, it's a personal it's decision. Personal so, decision. So, yes. yeah. So there's no, there, there, there's, there's no, um, whatever is right for you, we're going to make this work as a hybrid event. So, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you're comfortable with, don't, don't feel like you're, uh, you know, a, a second-class citizen either way, if you go or you don't go, you know, it's, it's a truly a personal choice. Uh, and, and we're going to, as at ACB, we're going to support that either way. And I think we'll have to learn a little bit because I do think, where you can get, you know, how how do the how do we best get the sound to be consistent where everybody can hear it in either environment, and I think that's going to be our biggest challenge. But you know what? We're going to learn from this because this is what we're going to deal with mm-hmm. when we go to hybrid conventions in in 2022 and a hybrid DC leadership conference. We're going to end up in a similar situation. So this is our first opportunity to learn. I think. You know. Oh, by the way, just a yeah. question about mm-hmm. Ryan. Nancy. Does Nancy anybody have the know floor? the star? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Go ahead, David. And then uh, Nancy. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Nancy. I can wait. I just wanted to know about the star ID if it was required yet to fly. No. No, okay. not till next year. I think they okay. delayed it because of COVID. Yeah. Um, okay. Nancy? Um, BOP. Who is the person from BOP that oh, yeah. potentially could come to the Oh, oh that, it, it's Penny. That's me, and, and I'm gonna. Um, it's gonna be virtual for me. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, this is Doug. I was gonna ask if the, uh, st- you know, we get supported by staff uh, at these meetings. So I was wondering if a poll had been taken of the staff people, so we know, you know, what they're comfortable with as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very good question. As well as Janet, I think some of your your convention committee will be there as yeah, well. My right? committee so. is all. I've talked to all my committee and they're all good to go. Okay. So they're going to be there in person. I know that some staff people, I haven't gotten any official word on staff yet, so I don't know. Okay. That's a question for Eric and Nancy. For Eric and Nancy. And for those of you who are coming in person, several of you have reached out to me already and told me your arrival and departure dates. For those of you who haven't, um, please let me know if you could in the next couple of days, because the room cutoff date is September 5th. I know I can probably add them in after that, but I'd like to have an accurate rooming list as accurate as possible to the hotel by then. 
So with that, what time are we planning to start, Dan? Because that makes a difference in what airline reservations yeah, I try uh, to get. I, I, I think we will. Well, um, are you doing I, I think we'll stick with the Friday you know afternoon? kind of the Friday afternoon from two to six, okay. uh, which would be um, uh, central time, right, two to right. six. So that okay. would make it three to seven Eastern or okay. in. Yeah. 12 to four Pacific. If I get all that right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. I and then the, then the traditional the kind of nine to five uh, on, uh, on Saturday. Okay. Okay. So um, Eric and Nancy <clears throat> staff. Um, sure. So um, we had been planning to do an all staff, uh, retreat ahead of the board meeting. And that, that has since been uh, postponed to the leadership conference next year. Um, you know, Nancy, I'll let you speak for yourself on whether or not you intend to be there in person. I do plan on being there in person. There's a lot of, um, things that we need to look at yeah. at the hotel in preview for the 2022 convention, which I hope will be in person. So I will be coming to this. And I intend to be there. Okay. So let me know your arrival dates and departure to Eric. Thanks. Yep. Good. And okay. In terms of other staff, we don't generally send other staff. Uh, Tony, Tony Stevens may attend as well. Um, but other than that, I, I believe that's it. Right. Okay. Dan, this it, David, are we going to need somebody from ACB radio or. Well, that was going to be my next question for, for Rick, uh, is, um, uh, what were his plans? Cause I know he's, he's kind of dotted line, part of the convention, uh, mm. committee, but he's also kind of our ACB media person. So. Hey guys, I'm here. Yeah, uh, Rick, are, we're talking about the um, the fall board meeting. Are you planning on going to Omaha? Or are you going to participate virtually, or what's your? I, plan? I was hoping to do virtual because I've got a type one diabetic daughter, and I just can't risk it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we we may need you to work with uh, Nancy and all just to for specifications yep. of what we need to have a successful. Yeah, I'd be, happy, be yeah. happy to do that, just like we did for Rochester. For sure. Rochester, yep. Yeah. Rick, Rick will be our uh, on-the-phone constantly guy. Okay. I, just won't, I just won't break my ankle again. Yeah, please yeah. don't. It's yeah. my partner in crime. Yes. Thank you, Rick. Mm -hmm. But no coffee if you're not there in person, Rick. Mm -hmm. Rick and I always corn. meet at Starbucks in the morning. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll, we won't. All right. I will good, take care of this, you, Janet, and, and, and I will go listen on ACB radio, and I'll talk right. to you guys later. Thank you. Bye. All right. So let's move to these other announcements fairly quickly. Um, B is the budget uh, committee. We will do uh, nominations and elections of our budget um, committee members at the September 29th, the part two of the resolutions. A telephonic board meeting. And so anybody, um, I've heard from several board members that they feel like it kind of gets, it gets kind of pushed very quickly, uh, you know, who gets nominated for 
uh, for the budget positions and uh, people have expressed an interest. So what I've asked is anybody who has an interest in serving on the budget committee, I will highly recommend that David Trott be one of them since he's our treasurer. But beyond that, if, if anyone is interested in serving on the budget committee, please let me know. And then I thought um, at the September 29th uh, board meeting, we, I will list everybody that has put their name and nomination, and then we'll select three from that list. So, uh, you know, please let me know if you're interested in serving on the budget committee. And I think I've already heard from one person, so, but if others are interested, please let me know. Last year, our three uh, members on the budget committee um, were uh, David Trott, Kim Charlson, and Pat Sheehan served on that uh, for the last two years. All right. Uh, C, just wanted to let everybody know, uh, we've had this announcement several times, but we will be forming a resolutions task force 2.0 and a voting task force 2.0. And we'll uh, announce uh, the members of those committees at our fall board meeting. So any uh, officers, board members that are interested in serving on either of those committees, uh, please let me know, uh, and I'll be reaching out to some of you who served in a leadership role uh, uh, during the resolutions and voting task force 1.0. So, again, thank you so much for all your service, and don't be shy to serve for a second year. Uh, D, um, we just wanted to get an update on the D.C. Leadership Conference for 2022. That contract has been signed, and I was hoping that Kelly could give us a, an update. Yeah, I'm here, Dan. Hey, Kelly. Hey. Um, so uh, we, Eric and I toured a great many hotels um, in the Old Town Alexandria area, and um, we found one in particular that really fits all of our needs. Obviously, we're incredibly sad about leaving the Holiday Inn, especially because the staff there was just so amazing. Um, but the hotel that we found is uh, Hilton uh, in Old Town. It is uh, literally uh, walking distance right across the street, like not even a big intersection to the King Street Metro Station, uh, which is, uh, you know, if you want to go anywhere in the D.C. area, uh, it makes it real easy to travel. Um but yeah, we, we signed a contract for the year. Um, and thank you to Nancy for helping me work on that contract. Um, but they've got uh, a great selection of meeting space. They've got lots of meeting space. Um, you guys will also be happy to know that there is a full service Starbucks inside the hotel that serves breakfast and has all sorts of caffeinated drinks. So obviously, it's going to be a, a new experience for us because we're working with a new staff. Um, but we have, we have really high hopes. It's a, it's a very, very nice hotel. Um, and it's also situated, there's, there's no shuttle to the hotel, but for people that want to get uh, around Old Town, there is a uh, trolley that goes directly in front of the hotel and all the way down uh, King Street, because uh, it's located on King Street, where it can take you basically to all the main places that are in um, Old Town. So I think it'll be a really good fit for us. And also in the future, because you were only using a small portion of the meeting space, but if we ever wanted to expand um, or hold other, other meetings in person there, um, there's plenty of room for us. And 
Kelly, what are kind of the, the dates and the rates? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess that would be helpful, right? Um, yeah. So I, I, um, the dates. Let me look at my my phone. I of course don't have my. Um, sorry, guys, I don't have my computer in front of me. So um, the dates are going to be for the second weekend in March. Um, so hopefully we won't have any snow, but let's not hold our breath on that. Um, so the uh, the board meeting would be on. Friday, the uh, March 11th, and then um, on Saturday, the 12th, we would have part one of the president's meeting. Sunday, the 13th, we would have part two of the president's meeting and part one of the legislative seminar. And on um, Monday, the 14th, that's when we would have part two of the legislative seminar. And I also believe, I'm going to double check, but I believe that the... Um, Room rates are one nineteen a night. Correct. Yes. Which Not is bad. pretty amazing for that hotel. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's amazing. And the and the, a, and by the way, the day after that part two of the legislative seminar is my birthday. Just well, my day. birthday is oh. during the legislative seminar, so there, Ray. Oh, another Ooh. another March. Another I'm on. Have, I'll be on Saturday, okay. and daylight saving time will start on Sunday. That week. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all wow. be confused right. what time we'll we so need. Confused. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. So uh, thank you, Kelly. Any any questions uh, for Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. Day go ahead, David. Uh will we be able to check in a day or two early and stay a day or two over if we'd like at the same rate? Yes. Yes, uh, we we did reserve a couple of. We rooms. did it for the trots. Yeah, we were negotiating. And I'm old. I had to read. No, uh, honesty, what were the dates yeah. once again, please? One more time, the dates. So March it would 11th be March 11th through the 14th, and then Capitol Hill Day would be on Tuesday the 15th. Okay, so 11th through the 15th. Okay, yes, thanks. Exactly. And no problem. Um, one thing, and I'm sure as we get closer, you guys will look into this. But, um, with everything that's happened around the Capitol, I'm really concerned about security and what we're going to have to do for that. Um, so I hope that definitely that'll be checked out as we get closer into that. Um, and it, Kelly, did you, is, is there or is there not a shuttle from the airport to the hotel? From what I understand, there is not a shuttle from the airport to the hotel. Okay. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a I believe it's what, place. is it two stops on the Metro? I believe yeah, it's, I think it's two stops on the Metro and an Uber ride is like incredibly quick as well. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. And Hey, as long as I can still get, and as long as I am close enough to get my Uber to legal seafood, I'm going to be happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks Kelly. No All right. And we'll, we'll hear more as it gets closer, but I just want everybody to have those dates so they could put them in their calendar. All right. Um, uh, next uh, is E, and, and I just wanted to let everybody know, I think everybody saw it last week, but on Constant Contact, uh, we sent out a solicitation for anybody who is, inter any of our members that are interested in joining an ACB committee. I uh, got a lot of uh, email traffic back over the weekend, not as much as two years ago, but I probably up to 40 40 or so emails so far. So, so pretty good response. 
Uh, and uh, just wanted to let you know that that's out there. So if you know of anybody uh, that's interested in serving on an ACB committee, please let me know. Doesn't mean that we're going to be able to put everybody on all the committees, but we at least want to reach out to them and talk to them and, and find out where they're interested in participating. Also with four new board members, we'll uh, be doing some work related to the, uh, the nine program steering committees. So you'll, each board member will be hearing from me during the month of September of kind of what of the, we've kind of asked for the board members to serve on at least three of the nine program steering committees. I know some of you all are overachievers and serve on four or more, uh, but uh, we will, um, you know, reach out to everybody and, and, uh, and see where they want to serve for this upcoming uh, two-year term. Uh, so that's... Damn. Yes, go ahead, David. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, David. Have we made the uh, board documents available to our new board members yet? Uh, we have yes. not. Uh, uh, well, we have? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then I lied. Yes, okay. I've been okay. okay, great. Okay. So I knew we had a dis discussion on an orientation package, but you've, you, David, I mean, uh, Kenneth, you've got something already? Yes, I've gotten access to that. And also all of our resolutions, I've, re I've reviewed all of them through Dropbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just like, we, we typically have a kind of a, um, uh, an orientation package for our new board members. So I it didn't needs know. updating, though. It, it, it needs some real work. Yeah, because so, yeah. yeah. it actually it's, goes it's back to be there. The, yeah, it's yeah, there. It shows to be there, but uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so. it needs some updates because it, it still talks about the old uh, committee structure with the goal groups. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, really Nancy, old. Nancy, weren't you and Kelly and I talking about this last week? And we were yeah. going to schedule something. I, I think I even saw a meeting notice for next week to talk there about orientation. Correct. Correct. update. Yeah. 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 So, so some more work there, but good. Any other questions on the committees? Um, yeah, actually, Dan, I got one. Sure, it's, Ray. So we're doing the budget committee on the 29th. Hmm. Could we also consider doing the executive committee around that time? Because we're going to be in hybrid for the actual fall board meeting. And we don't know how well that's going to work out to get the officers and directors separated to uh, uh, elect their, uh, their parts of the executive committee. So, um, oh, yeah. Okay. We can, we can do that. We can put that on for, um, for the 29th. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, uh, last is just a kind Excuse of, me, a, I'm sorry, Dan, I, I, yes, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I, on this last issue before we get too far away from it, yeah. um, we have a, we have a vote that, I mean, you know, a motion that's been, that's been passed, um, that there's a committee looking at the um, the duties and such of the of the mm -hmm. executive committee, and I'm not sure. Uh, I I don't know if we want to put the cart before the horse in that regard. Well, my thought on this is, uh, you I know, staffing and what they do is a little bit different. But yeah, I I think we've we've kind of it's it's two steps. One, the executive committee has authorized. Uh, functions and responsibilities right now as it relates to the, through the constitution and bylaws. So I, I think to me, uh, and we had Mark and Kim as the, the leads of this, that the goal was to come back uh, and present something 
by the, uh, the by the DC leadership conference, so we could then consider if we need to make any changes to the constitution and bylaws that would get recommended for 2022. Okay, so I, forgot. You, I, I thought it was by the fall board meeting. So I, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. that was kind of we had a like a long lead time there, and that's where you know. But Fine. we at least kind of got started by by. Uh, by putting Mark and Kim and uh, and as co-chairs, but the right. goal was and to have something back by by well now will be March 11th. Right, yeah. right. And the um, the four other board members who expressed interest in being a part of that working group were um, Jeff Bishop, Doug Powell, David Trot, and Denise Colley. So correct. Those, yeah. um, I will be in touch with you, and I'll you know communicate with Mark, and we'll pull pull a meeting together um, in September, probably. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Um, Dan, for, yes. for purposes of the minutes, I wanted to let the secretary know that I've been on the call for about Oh, hi, minutes. Jim. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to make part one, then you had to, <laughs> then you were, then you were taking a little. No, I, 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 I'm at a, an, a music box society convention and I have duties here, but uh, I was about 20 minutes late and I apologize. Oh, well, welcome. Glad, glad to hear you. Thank you. All right, good. Um, okay, and then uh, the last item under the president announcements, I just want to give everybody kind of um, an update on my personal health, uh, not in the great details, but uh, <laughs> Leslie and I made it down to Key West for one hour before they called us and said, you know, uh, Dan, you need to get to an emergency room as soon as possible, which there's not a lot of good hospital emergency rooms in Key West. Uh, there's one about 20 miles up the Keys, but it's just kind of a medical center. So um, we ended up uh, coming back to, uh, with some doctor's advice, we flew back to Orlando the next day. I will say I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. Uh, and then um, and then my sister picked us up and took us uh, straight to the emergency room. And then the the next day, they put a stent in my uh, main, uh, what they call the LAD artery. So I'm, it, this was all asymptomatic. I haven't had any, uh, you know, really serious symptoms related to it. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here and feeling, feeling pretty good. And uh, I have a stress test in two weeks, and I'll know more after that. But I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, feeling okay, and um, I really appreciate everybody's concerns and well wishes. It was really uh, overwhelming <laughs> to see uh, you know um, everybody from our ACB family and board reach out. So thanks to all of you, and uh, just keeping our fingers crossed. But I'm trying to take it kind of a day at a time, and uh, still care a lot about ACB. But I'm trying to not work at ACB from 8:30 in the morning to 11:30 at night. <laughs> if I can, t trying to put put some boundaries around it, especially on the weekends. So, just you know, to let you guys know. But uh, one thanks to everybody for all their willingness to help. And uh, you know, Deb stepped up, uh, did a great job as our first vice president through the uh, the special motion uh, work we had to do on August 14th and 15th. And I've heard from most all of you saying, you know, Dan, we're here, we're ready to help. So thank you so much for, for all those well wishes. So we're just going to keep going day at a time and doing what we can to help ACB. So, all right. Um, Mr. Chair. 
Yes, go ahead. This Denise. is Denise. Yes. Did Chris Bell ever come back on? Yes, I am. Oh, welcome, okay, thank Chris. You. Thank yeah. you, Chris. I, I, it took me a while. I had to try a couple of times, but I'm here. Good. Okay, great. Thank you. Sorry for all the internet issues everybody's having right. tonight. I think it's just the, the weather and the time of year here. Um, okay, so item number six on the agenda is uh, our Constitution requires us uh, that we have uh, to nominate a chair of our Public Relations Committee. I uh, want to give a special shout out to Katie Frederick, who's played that role, done that role for us as the chair for the last several years. Uh, but she is now the chair of the Board of Publications, and the, the PR committee is actually an ex officio member to the Board of uh, Publications. Uh, so I don't think that's a role that Katie can, uh, can play uh, for our ACB uh, group uh, going forward. Um, so I have talked to several people. Um, it, it'll be up to you all to nominate somebody, but uh, Deb Cook-Lewis, who is our former BOP chair, has expressed an interest in being our public relations chair, which fits very nicely because she's also on our leadership team for our public awareness committee mm -hmm. and very knowledgeable about board of publications. But I uh, am open now for nominations from the floor for the chair of our public relations uh, this is David. I'll nominate Deb Lewis. Thank you, David. I have a nomination to Deb. Do I have a second? I'll second. This second. is Doug. Doug is seconded. Uh, do I have any other nominations for chair of uh, public relations committee? Hearing none, all those in favor of electing Deb signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you, Deb. You said put you to work, so we're, 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 we're not wasting any time. Yeah, so. I'll just to shift over one chair to the right in the BOP, and um, <laughs> that sounds great. I really appreciate it. I am enjoying um, the work that I am doing with the, with the Public Awareness Committee, and I look forward to serving you all in this additional um, role. All right. Thank you, Deb. All right, now, um, now it's time for us to move to our resolutions. Um, we have 13 resolutions to consider this evening. We have our members of our resolutions uh, committee uh, chaired by Gabe Griffith that are here and present, as well as hopefully we've sent invites to all the makers of the resolutions so they can speak on behalf of the resolutions. Uh, Susan, Susan Glass, uh, uh, you know, a former uh, board of publications director and current chair of the Batty uh, subcommittee for the audio description project, uh, as well as holding many other roles, uh, has agreed to be our resolutions reader tonight. Uh, and so we want to thank Susan uh, for taking on that uh, that arduous task. So thank you, Susan. And uh, I'll ask, are, are you ready to read? I am. Good evening. Oh. Can, you, can you hear me? Oh, we hear you loud and clear. Okay, so, perfect. So kind of our process for tonight is we'll have, uh, we'll kind of introduce the resolution and have Susan read it. Uh, the uh, 
then I'll ask, uh, you know, um, I think all of these are coming from the resolutions committee. Is that right, Gabe, with a, a recommend of due pass? Is that, that is correct? correct, sir? And if I understand, if it comes as a motion from a committee with a with a as a motion, we don't have to have a uh, a second. Uh, so we'll introduce these. Uh, the board then will have the ability to discuss them, uh, propose any amendments to them, and then we will take a vote on whether. Uh, or not to approve uh, the resolutions with or without amendments. Um, I am going to ask as we get to the to the discussion, because I think most of these are not overly controversial, and I'll probably eat those words. Um, but I'd like for us maybe to 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 help us expeditiously get through this. If maybe we ask for people who have concerns or wish to speak against the motion uh, so we can have that as the beginning of the debate. We may be here all night if we have eight or 10 of us all say that we're all for it and why we're for it. So if you guys are okay with that approach, we'll kind of work through it that way. so, um, Gabe, do you want- If I can make one quick editorial comment on these. Please, please, please. I think some of these don't have the any of the boilerplate. Some of them have varying versions of the <clears throat> boilerplate of, you know, be it resolved, you know, by the board of directors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just want to say up front date, that blah, blah, blah. All, yeah. yeah. I just want to say up front that any of those that either don't have it or, or that they're not all uniform, um, you know, all the ones that the board passes tonight or adopts tonight, I will go through and make sure that they have the uniform version. And I think if I remember right, they go to Sharon with the absolute final copy. So um, I'll make sure that those get adopted and um, or uh, edited and, and put in there. And with that, uh, I think we do have most of the authors and makers. So uh, this is going to be exciting, I think, tonight. All right. This is yes. Chris Bell. I have I, I apologize for being obtuse. Yes. Um, I, I have some of these where I have uh, edits. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you want to handle like edits? So I'm not against so, any of them, but there no, are no. Some so it, that- if if you would like to make a a, a motion for an, be considered an am- amendment, maybe a friendly amendment, but yes, then you should speak up if you have edits that during you would the discussion wish to be, during the discussion. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes, for sure. All right, so we'll get started with our first resolution, which is resolution 2021-02, which is on uh, Apple uh, Apple updates. So, Susan? Yes, go ahead. So it is resolution uh, 2021-02, Apple updates, submitted by the California Council of the Blind and Margie Donovan, whereas, Apple is currently at the forefront of accessibility and whereas it can be argued that there has been no mainstream technology company that has been as forward thinking in the accessibility arena as Apple 
And whereas due to this forward thinking and commitment to accessibility, Apple products have become pervasive among users who are blind or have low vision. And whereas despite this highly commendable record, when Apple updates iOS, the iPhone users who are blind or have low vision frequently encounter accessibility issues that need to be resolved in future updates. And whereas these issues challenge the ability of people who are blind or have low vision to access information or complete daily living tasks, and whereas Apple allows for the release of iOS updates despite their knowledge that there are accessibility issues, now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization strongly urge Apple to prioritize remediation of reported accessibility issues before the release of an iOS update and be it further resolved that the ACB Information Access Committee develop a relationship with Apple to share accessibility concerns and propose solutions and be it further resolved that Apple be asked to include a listing of known accessibility issues contained in updates that will affect users who are blind or have low vision and a timeline for when these issues are likely to be uh, are likely to be remedied and this resolution committee recommends a due pass all right thank you susan all right so is there anyone who would like to speak against this resolution or uh, provide any amendments or edits to the resolution? Mr. President. Yes, Jeff Bishop. I would like to speak, I would like to speak against the resolution. Okay. Would you like go, me to speak, yep, to speak please now? Please go ahead, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yep. The Information Access Committee ha already has a very vibrant relationship with Apple and participates in the Apple seeding program and has direct communication with um, top leadership within Apple to raise any concerns. Um, like any other software uh, cycle, there are bugs in every release for every user. Um, yes, there are potentially um, issues that arise uh, in voiceover or, or low vision features, but it's, um, I, I, I would say that we already have a very strong relationship with Apple that uh, we already have a, a really good commitment here in, in a, a really strong working relationship. And I don't feel that we need to add more complexity to that relationship or process personally. Okay. Any, any other board members? And then we'll hear from Margie, who is the maker of the resolution. Any other Comments from the board. This is Doug. I, I had a possible edit uh, addition to uh, the next to last. Whereas they talk about what um, what um, I wanted to add uh, perform tasks demanded by their employment uh, to the to the one that talks about the uh, the activities that that. Um, these uh, bugs hamper. So um, it, it would then read, whereas these, uh, these issues, uh, I'm not very good at reading, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Susan, could you read that, uh, the second to the last whereas? Okay, hold, hold, hold on. Um, sure. 
second it's going to take me can you give me a word search something to search for um i've actually got it i've actually got it right here thank you gabe i'm sorry but i've got it right here if you would like (laughs) go ahead please um and just to let you know when when you said it was a second to last what i did is i'd search for resolved and then just okay scroll backwards but um okay thank you i'll do that next Whereas these issues challenge the ability of people who are blind or have low vision to access information or um, uh, complete daily living tasks. Well, I, that's where between those two is where I would add um, perform tasks uh, demanded by their employment. I think it makes I, I think it makes it stronger. We don't just use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, playing little games and stuff like that, but it's it's important, it, you know. It's important to the way we live. So you would say something to the effect of access information, uh, or complete. How, how about how about perform essential functions of employment, and uh, then the last part of it, whatever it says. It should be essential functions of their position. Of yeah, their. Yeah, of their of their of their job position of of job positions or something like that. Yeah. So okay. So you'd put it. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything. Um, I'm in the resolution, and it would be these issues challenge the ability of people who are blind or have low vision to access information, comma complete employment tasks, something like that. Um, and forward uh-huh. or further daily living skills. Are you thinking of something right. along that line? That's yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's a change. Um, I guess I need um, a motion. Is that, is that a, that's maybe now here from uh, Margie. Um, and, and we've got Gabe. So, Margie, would that be a friendly uh, amendment to you as the maker of the resolution? Indeed, it is. Okay. So, if it's a friendly amendment, I think we're fine then. Gabe, do you guys, as resolutions, have to weigh in and say it's friendly to you as well? Or, <clears throat> um, that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if it's friendly for Margie, it's friendly for me. I don't have a... a <laughs> I mean, it was going to be friendly for me anyway, but I'm just happy that Margie agrees. So. Okay. All right. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. So that change would be then put into the resolution. Yeah. Uh, and and the amended. way I worded it is essential, uh, is complete essential employment tasks. Essential employment tasks. Okay. Good. That works for, for Doug. That's the cool. Suggestions he was making. Um, Mr. President, go ahead, Ray. You're uh, okay. I didn't know if Margie. Actually, I'll yield to Margie if she wants to make any other comments about this resolution as the maker, and then I'd like to. I'll go ahead. And we her. may have a little conversation back and forth here, but yes, go, go, Mar, Mar, let's hear from Margie first of why you believe this is an important resolution, Margie, and then we'll. Ray had uh, some comments. Well. <clears throat> I'm a little perplexed hearing Jeff's comments. We, we, I don't know where I've been or I, maybe I've missed it, but this resolution has been brought to committee several times. Um, I'm not sure when you say we have a good working relationship with Apple, who's the we and have these issues been brought up? Um, I do understand 
that when software releases are released, there's bugs. Um, and that the whole world faces those bugs. But for us, in, in some of our apps, it actually disables our ability to use the app. So I, if, if, if permitted, I'd like to hear a bit more from Jeff. I'm, I'm Sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's the purpose of if, this. Yeah. I don't know if I can, but I'm considering reconsidering this hearing Jeff's comments. Okay, well, let, well let's hold for Ray and let Jeff speak first, if that's okay with you, Ray. Okay. That is absolutely fine. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. For years, the Information Access Committee has had a strong working relationship with Apple, including with Sarah Herlinger, who actually uh, I've had the opportunity to have a number of numerous conversations with. There are a number of people involved with the Information Access Committee who are part of Apple's by invitation only Apple Seed beta program, where we have direct access to Apple engineers to be able to file bugs and talk to Apple engineering about major issues seen in Apple software to be able to have our issues heard and addressed, or at least heard. It's questionable as to whether or not they're addressed because they're prioritized, just like every other bug is. That's just the way that, that that software design is done. But I will say that the, that the Apple accessibility team has been extremely responsive um, when issues have been brought forward to the Apple Seed program. A number of us have been involved in that program for five or six years and um, continue to, to be invited every year. Um, there are currently, as I, we don't talk about it as much on the information access community because it is under non-disclosure. So there's things that are that are talked about in that program that we can't disclose. Um, but I know of at least currently two members that are a part of that program. And there probably are more that I'm not even aware of, to be honest with you, because again, we don't broadcast it. We don't talk about, you know, in fact, I'm probably disclosing things I probably shouldn't be disclosing, but um, suffice it to say, I, I think that while I, I enjoy the spirit of this um, resolution and the intent, um, I think it's awesome. I think um, one one idea is to if you if you are interested um, that I send in your name as a, someone that might be wanted to be added as part of the Apple Seeding program. No guarantee that you'll get no 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 need that you'll no guarantee that you'll uh, get admitted, but we can see what we can do if that would be something you'd be interested in. Let me ask this question, if I may, Jeff. Um, th this is really helpful, by the way. Thank you. And You're welcome. starting to feel to me by sending if this resolution out, we might cause more damage than good. And I'm wondering if you would take the issues in this resolution, and I don't think we need to do a rewrite. I, I would take you on your honor, um, unless the committee overrides that, and address some of these concerns. Um, I think, I think I think that there's ways to do that, but I think that Apple would would prefer to have examples and actual real world cases to be able to work through issues rather than just um, generalizations because I think it's harder to have a conversation mm -hmm. around a generality. Um, and mm -hmm. I understand I understand the reason why you want to do that, but I think that there's I think that we 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 work better with them when we have concrete things to discuss rather than a generality. And um, I think if we could, if, if, if I am happy to work with you to come up with that list, Apple also does provide the Apple public beta program, which is also extremely good. And you have direct access to the same feedback tools that we do in the seeding program. So there's nothing different except that you don't have direct access to emailing, you know, 
um, there, there's, there's, there's additional benefit being part of the other, the other group, but you get probably 95% of what we do. Mr. President, I want to be in the queue after race. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question to Margie, and then we'll go back to the queue. Margie, would you be willing to consider referring this to the Information Access Committee where you could continue to work with Jeff and team? I would love to have that done. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head, Jeff, that, um, and, and for reasons I don't need to get into publicly, but I have some restrictions and ability with my hands, and um, I would consider myself a medium end user. I use it to do what I need to get done. I could tell you at the moment I could start logging the issues, but I think I also wrote this with the intent of the greater blindness community because we all have had these issues. So I may be the best person to serve there. I certainly can send something to Apple each time, um, but I would be absolutely 100% in favor for this year of this being referred and you and I could work together on this. I really don't want to upset our relationship and, and I trust you and know you well enough to where when you say that it, there is damage that can be done since we have even a board member, you know, working with them. So I, 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 I think, I, I don't Apple. think it would be damaging. I don't think that it would be damaging, but I think that we should use the resources that we have because I think that we have the ability to get to places um, quicker to that process we than we yeah. do yeah. Uh, yes. other ways. So Mr. I think, if, I think, uh, you know, right. just yeah. get with me and we'll, we'll make then it happen. Let's refer. All right. So, and I will make that let's motion hear from re- Ray. And then I've, we got, I don't know. going to make that motion to refer this to the Let's information stay. access committee. Good. All second. This is Doug. Doug. Okay. All right. Jeff was in the queue. <laughs> so we got a motion, motion to reserve. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to oppose it. I, okay. I suspect it will pass, but okay. and I'm not vehemently opposed, especially if the maker is not. But, you know, if this was NLS and we want them to hear what we thought. We might have lost Jeff there. Those darn, <laughs> those darn Apple folks. Okay, it, it, some, somebody, somebody was seeking the floor. Just we'll, 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 we'll get back to Jeff when he. I know Jeff. I know Jeff has been having microphone issues like through all of our committee meetings. So I'm guessing something to that effect. Was somebody else seeking the floor? Yeah, it was Margie, um, but okay. I was waiting to hear what Jeff said. I, I you know, this reminds me about the Pintera resolution. I wanted to bring it forth last year. Gabe asked me to give it a year and I'm really prepared to work with Jeff and his committee and give it a year I before we send something like this to Apple. Okay. All right. Um, any other board members that would like to be in the queue on this? We have a, a motion to refer to the information access committee from Ray with a second from Doug. Dan? For the question. Yes, Nancy. I, I do have someone that has their hand raised, but I don't know if they were one of the authors of this resolution. Is Doreen Cornwell? No, oh, she's no. not an author not of this resolution. No. Okay. Okay. So I'll lower your hand. Thank you. Okay. All right. Anything else from the board? Do we have Jeff back yet? I feel bad to to vote on this with Jeff kicked out of the meeting. Well, I think what he was going to say because he started comparing. Yeah. That we Am I back? Stop ourselves. Hey, you, you, you now go. you're back. There you're back, Jeff. Okay, so, um, 
So Jeff, you I have the floor. Say, yeah. If this was NLS or some agency with many of whom we have good relationships with, and we wanted to say something to them, we'd say it. And and I I think I'm sorry, Jeff, but I think this smacks a little too much of coziness. And I prefer we say what we want to say. And I like Margie's resolution. So I, I I'm you know if she's fine with it, then fine. But I'm going to still vote no. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Any other board members wish to be heard on this resolution? The, 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 we now have a motion to refer to the Information Access Committee. Hearing no other discussion, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. No. All right. So I think Kim and Jeff, do you all want to be recorded as no or in the minutes? I do. Okay. I don't care if it's recorded in the minutes, but it's, it was not unanimous. That's all. Yeah. Yes, okay. I agree. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Margie. And stay up because you're up for the next one, uh, which oh, is sorry. the uh, <laughs> 20 resolution 2021-03, which is access for Pinter screen logic for accessibility for pools and spas. It's an app for accessibility for pools and spas. And Susan, would please right. read zero three. So the, the title is the inaccessibility of the Pentair Screen Logic Connect app for pools and spas, submitted by the California Council of the Blind and Marjorie Donovan. Whereas the Pentair Screen Logic Connect app is a pool and spa control smartphone application developed to allow pool and spa owners to manage their systems with ease, and whereas the Screen Logic Connect app is advertised as a way to perform all the same pool and spa maintenance functions as one would have from the main pool spa operating system. And whereas the proper and regular functions of managing, monitoring, and controlling are essential to the longevity of pools and spas and the health and safety of pool and spa users. And whereas there has been minimal accessibility through the Alexa skill portion of this app that has been shown to be unreliable for users who are blind or have low vision. And whereas this concern has been communicated to Pentair, who has been non-responsive in remedying the inaccessibility of their screen logic app. And whereas in June, the California Council of the Blind sent a resolution and letter to Pentair on this topic. And to date, no response has been received. Whereas as a result of this inaccessibility, pool and spa owners who are blind or have low vision may well be forced to incur additional costs for pool and spa maintenance now Therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind that this organization strongly urges Pentair to make the ScreenLogic Connect app accessible for users who are blind and have low vision. And be it further resolved that this organization urges Pentair to collaborate with the American Council of the Blind to remedy this discriminatory situation and... Be it further resolved that if Pentair does not make Screen Logic Connect fully accessible, that this organization explore all other remedies, including legal action, if necessary. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. 
Thank you, Susan. All right. Do we have anyone who wishes to speak against resolution? This is Deb. Zero three. Yes, Deb. Deb. Yes, I. I would like to speak particularly against the last um, statement in the resolution. If we, um, you know, there are thousands and millions of inaccessible apps, and many of these apps aren't really covered under any particular accessibility law, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, individuals, you know, have have the right to sue or to take whatever action they want. But if ACB begins to try to take action on every inaccessible act, uh, an app rather, excuse me, to the full extent of of our means or abilities, we're dead in the water. Um, So um, I think that um, we should be supportive of California's efforts around this, um, you know, but but I think it's too narrow a focus um, if we want to talk about trying to work with all um, uh, the spa and pool manufacturers who have apps to look to see if there's some something that can be done or to look to see if there are some products that are accessible and to incent others. But um, to to say that for every app or any individual app, um, that we're going to go to the ends of the earth to make that app accessible is <clears throat> is beyond reasonable. Margie. Okay. Uh, all right, Margie, uh, it, would you like to speak? Obviously, this is your, your, your yeah. you're the maker of the resolution. Yes. Yeah. Um, I hear your concern, Deb, but this is very similar to me to ATMs and banks in the POSs, point of sales machines, and um, other technology as it arises, we've taken on and we've structured negotiate and we have sued some. And we've got to start somewhere. And this was an app that I bought it. I bought this equipment because I was told it worked with Alexa. And it doesn't most of the times. Um, It has been working more consistently since I've started complaining directly to the Alexa people, but it's still going down at least, I would say, half the time it's down to where it was 95% before. That is not enough time for me or anyone else that's buying this full equipment. And I am aware of one other person here in Sacramento area um, that owns the same equipment. We, we still have to hire a pool person because if we can't get consistent chemical readings on our pool, we have to have someone manage it. And I don't think that this resolution is any different than any other um, technology type stuff that we have approached uh, for POSs or APSs or whatever. You got to start somewhere. So, and there actually is, um, I actually have consulted and this could become a legal case. Um, now, I, I don't know if it's outside of California. I will say that because we have two additional laws in California. Um, so that I don't know, but I would encourage a committee to pass this. Thank you. Uh, what is the language in the last resolve clause? Is it saying you will or you would consider, you know, where where yeah, where are we on that last resolve clause with Deb's point of concern that she brought up? Explore. I'm looking. Resolve, resolve. I'm sorry. This is the part where I'm not as rapid. 
<laughs> it's hard to explore, but that's you know. Yeah, it, it says that it that the organization explore all other remedies, including legal action if necessary. Okay. okay. So it just says explore. It doesn't say that you must take legal. Mm -hmm. You just explore. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. All right. Except, and, and I, that, except yeah. that the in the if necessary. Yeah, it's if necessary. So that means if they don't respond, well, yeah. Well, but if you if you're exploring something, then well, it's necessary because Pentair won't make the uh, the app accessible. Yeah. I mean, to me, I just get rid of it if necessary and just leave it with with that. Would would you be willing to make an amendment then to 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 say take away the if necessary, Chris? I would, yeah. Okay. I'll, just I'll those two words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fine. you would end it with including legal actions? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Explore including, yeah, but not if necessary. Okay, take the if necessary. Margie, are you okay with that as a friendly amendment? I am. Okay. I have two other amendments that I would like to offer that are editorial that I hope are friendly. Okay, um, go ahead, Chris. So the first one, when I read this resolution uh, out of ignorance, I thought this was about commercial operations, you know, gyms and that kind of stuff. I didn't realize this was residential. So yeah. in the first whereas clause, <clears throat> uh, um, I would like to put, I mean, they may sell it commercially. I don't know, but I would sell it to allow, I would say residential pool and spa owners to be clear that this is not a commercial that we're not concerned about the commercial operation of pools and spas. So if you put it, you could say uh, app, it's, a, it's defining it, a smartphone application developed to allow residential pool and spa owners to manage their systems with right. ease. If you just put in that one word. Yes. That works for me. Yeah. Margie, are you okay I'm, with that? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. The last one, um, number four, um, the, the one that says, whereas there, there's been minimal accessibility, um, mm -hmm. um, instead of users, uh, I would put in pool owners. Um, I'm trying to make it more personal. Um, you know, all all users who are blind it might have a problem with this conceptually, but we're really talking about the pool owners. So I would make that, I would offer that change. What does the sentence read, please? I can't, can't hear you, Mark. It says, it says, whereas there has been minimal accessibility through the uh, A-Lady skill, portion of this app that has been shown to be uh, unreliable for users who are blind or have low vision. And Chris, I think the reason we changed it to users is because we yeah. use the term pool and spa, pool and spa owners so yeah. many times throughout the resolution. We're trying to get away from just one more time of saying pool and spa owners. And, okay. and, and it reason. may be uh, uh, it, it may be somebody that's maybe not the owner of the pool, but they live yeah. there as a renter, yeah. or you yeah. know, they're going to be all exactly. kinds of things. So I think exactly. user is a little broader term. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. Never yeah. mind. 
Okay. So that any other edits, Chris? Nope. Okay. Any anything else from other board members? This, this is David, I do have a question. Let David Connie and then first. Connie. Okay, Connie no, and then David. Okay, Connie, go ahead. <laughs> I um I did some research on this app and other apps that Pantera have. Um and none of them have good ratings. And it's not just the blind and the low vision people that have problems with the A-Lady um, part of this app. It's everyone. So I, I have kind of an issue with us kind of going after, after them. I think, it's a, I think it's more than just our community. Um, but none of their stuff has gotten very good ratings. I mean, it's, it's not a good app for anyone to use. So I, I just have some concerns with the whole situation. Hi. Margie. Uh, uh, go ahead, Margie. Um, Connie, I'm aware that it's had horrible uh, reviews um, with use with the Alexa. I'm not aware of horrible reviews outside of that. Yeah, I mean, I did other... I did. A, I mean, I spent a lot of time yesterday, Marjorie, um, re researching a lot of it, and it's it, it was amazing. I mean, just people not working, and then it wasn't just the A lady; it was just other. I mean, they couldn't get readings. People weren't, you know, nothing was collaborating, um, and this was, you know, totally sighted people. They were having trouble with it. So, I I think the whole app. Um, is a whole issue and their their main app I mean their home app that can control um, all their water systems you know the, the pool and spas their sump pumps their water filters that didn't even go well I mean that was a really poor um, reviews on that one that people don't get good responses well, it may be a crappy product, but we're the American Council of the Blind. Blind. <laughs> and we deserve crappy products. But there's nothing that covers this. Okay, so David, go ahead. You're, you're next. I've, I've got, uh, I don't have a problem with the, the resolution at all, except for the legal aspect of it. Mm -hmm. If we approve this tonight, we're approving to go ahead with legal as well. Once we go through these processes, mm -hmm. no, we're not. and I would rather have that no. as a no, we're not. Discussion. No, we're not. I, I, I no. think we 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 toned that down to just say explore. So it, it's up Correct. to our discretion. Okay, yes. I went back and read it. So I'm sorry, I left the edit out. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying. Then I, I just don't want us to to commit to what you know. Apparently, from what Connie just said, uh, could come in to be a very expensive legal battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any other comments from the board? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. 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 Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. We'll do a roll call. I think we're going to have to do a roll call on that one. Okay. So, Denise. I think the eyes have it, but I think it's close. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. yeah.
like I said, we're just going to sail through these tonight. Won't take long at all. <laughs> Dan, I'm not I, I, seeing Denise. Okay. Oh, that might be oh dear. Okay. okay. Might have gotten kicked off. All right. Do, who do you want to um, read this? Well, uh, Nancy, wanted, we just need to kind of call the roll. And so, yeah, yeah and, and get a. Can you guys a, hear me uh, now? Oh, yeah. now she's back. There okay, we are. Yes. Hey, Denise. Okay. All right. Good. Ready for the roll call, Denise, on resolution 03. Okay. Just uh, do, I, do I call you last or do I go ahead? You, and you call, call me last. Yeah. I only vote okay. if there's a tie, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Deb Cook Lewis? No. Ray Campbell? Yes. Um, and I vote yes. Uh, David Trot? No. Kim Charlson? Yes. Chris Bell? Yes. Jeff Bishop? No. Donna Brown? No. James Crott? No. Doug Powell? Yes. Kenneth Semyon? Kenneth? Did we lose him? Did we lose Kenneth? No, he's muted. You know what? Where's he at? I think I was hearing some background noise and I muted him. So let me see here. Come on. He should still be able to do that, though. Yeah, he's, he's Kenneth, I muted you. So you're going to have to unmute yourself. He's still muted. Why don't you keep going and come back to him at the end, Denise? Yeah. Sometimes what happens with these, if they're regular Zoom sessions, I don't know what it is. It's happened to me. When the host mutes me, I can never unmute. So, I'm sorry. Yes, same here. I've sometimes you have to get out and come back in in order to be unmuted again. Yeah. No. Connie Sims? No. Michael Talley? No. Jeff Tom? Yes. Uh, was anybody count actually counting? Yeah, I, I was, Denise. I've got eight, no, six, yes. Exactly. Kenneth uh, Simeon's unmuted, you guys. Kenneth, yes or no for the resolution? Hmm. Kenneth? Well, it wouldn't change anything either yeah. way, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, if he... No, it's eight, eight to six. It'd be eight yes. to seven. Oh, yeah, it would be eight to seven. It, yeah, so it, it would be either... Eight to seven. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so the resolution fails. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right. See, that's, I'm glad we did the roll call because yeah. I didn't get that from the voice phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And Margie, thank you for making the resolution. And I do think um, <clears throat> I would ask, uh, even though this failed, that perhaps uh, this uh, Jeff Bishop as Information Access Committee, if you wouldn't mind kind of 
taking this up and kind of, again, working with Margie a little bit, it still seems like we should be working to, to at least promote uh, accessible apps. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing stopping me. California and we'll work on it here. Yeah. California. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. And there, okay. There, I could always bring it back again when the membership's voting. Most certainly. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Margie. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Um, next is Resolution 2021-11, uh, which is PBS Audio Description Content. Uh, and the maker of this resolution was Judy Dixon. So, Susan? All right. Whereas audio description of television programming in which snippets of informative language are made available via the SAP channel to describe visual content has become an important part of everyday life for many people who are blind or have low vision. And whereas WGBH, a public broadcasting service, Peren PBS and Peren affiliate, was instrumental in developing audio description and bringing it to its maturity. And whereas the first national television broadcast ever to be aired with audio description was Eugene O'Neill's Strange Interlude on PBS's American Playhouse, January 18, 1988. And whereas for more than 30 years, PBS has continuously and consistently shown its commitment to audio description by offering many of its major series with this most beneficial feature. And whereas it had long been the practice of PBS to note which of its programs had audio description, both on its website and in its monthly magazine that is distributed in major markets throughout the United States. And whereas in 2018, PBS abruptly and, in, and inexplicably ceased this practice, and whereas in 2009, PBS launched a streaming portal, PBS Video, that allows its viewers to watch programs they may have missed or rewatch some of their favorites. But this service does not include audio description, even though it does include iconic series that were originally broadcast with audio description. And whereas in April, 2021, PBS enabled local stations to produce past programming using the audio description track but the availability of such programming is strictly up to these content producers. And whereas these failures are especially egregious and potentially even illegal under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, as amended in light of the fact that PBS is a recipient of federal funds, and whereas it is completely baffling to the members of the American Council of the Blind why, uh, uh, why such a well-respected organization, such as Public Broadcasting Service, with a long-standing commitment to audio description, would cease to modify to notify its viewers of the availability of audio description and not include audio description on its streaming services now. Therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind that this organization urge PBS to immediately recommence 
the practice of noting which programs contain audio description in all PBS publications and, at a minimum, include audio description on all PBS video programming that originally contained an audio description track. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass, and your reader apologizes for the stumbles. Thank you, Susan. Is there anybody who wishes to speak against this resolution? Hearing none, all those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Well, thank you, Judy and Carl. You didn't have to speak on behalf of your resolution, and it has passed unanimously. So thank you so much. Uh, next is Resolution 2021-12, and it is Accessible Telehealth, uh, submitted by Pat Tussing. So, Susan? All right. Whereas the use of telehealth was slowly growing in popularity prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, and whereas with the advent of this pandemic, the use of telehealth appointments by healthcare practitioners increased exponentially and often became the required mode for an appointment. And whereas healthcare providers have been conducting telephone, telephone appointments through video platforms, landlines, and cell phones, of all types, and whereas patients who are blind or have low vision are often denied medical appointments because they are unable to use telehealth options because video platforms are often inaccessible, even to those who use a computer or smartphone, and whereas denial of access to medical services violates provisions of federal and state law, including but not limited to Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 as amended, Title III of the American Disabilities Act, and the privacy protections under health insurance uh, portability and accountability acts. And whereas this denial of medical care can place patients in life-threatening situations, and whereas in addition, this denial of medical care frequently requires patients who are blind or have low vision to use expensive and time-consuming and inconvenient alternatives, including emergency rooms. Now, therefore, be it resolved that all healthcare practitioners using telehealth offer an accessible telehealth option to all people who are blind or have low vision, and be it further resolved that all ACB state affiliates be urged to advocate on the issues presented in this resolution with their state's medical licensing agencies and local health care providers, and be it further resolved that ACB assist people who are blind or have low vision who may need assistance in advocating with their health care practitioner to obtain an accessible telehealth option. Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Thank you, Susan. Uh, do I have any board members who wish to speak against the resolution Dan. or offer amendments? Connie. Dan and Deb. I have an amendment. I have okay. an amendment, friendly amendment that I want to add. Okay. And, and um, we have Pat, is Pat Tussing available to speak? Yes, I'm here. Okay, good. Okay, just want to make sure you were there to hear the, uh, the friendly amendment. Okay, go ahead, Connie. Thank you. Um, so 
in the resolve first resolve clause, um, I I want to add to it um, health where it says telehealth. I want to add a fully accessible WCAG health telehealth options. So I just basically want to add the fully accessible WCAG. Which that is way, the, which is the standard for for digital accessibility, right? And that way, it covers. Make sure that if you just say accessibility, it doesn't really cover everything. It it kind of leaves it wide open. Pat, is that a friendly amendment for you? Absolutely on board. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Pat. All uh, right. This is, this is Chris Bell. I I uh, have oh, a legal concern. Before, okay, hold I, on, I Chris. A, we we I, had. I just had a quick question. I'm because I'm trying to capture the edits as we go. So, Connie, you wanted to, to have it say offer an accessible WCAG telehealth option? Oh, compliance. Like, WCAG compliant. Compliance. Yeah, WCAG yeah. compliant. Yeah. I think she had three okay. in there. I also. thought I had missed something. That's why I wanted to no, that check. Was, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for okay, being we had, we had Deb that was next, but Chris had a comment. No, that's so. all right. When you put in compliant, then I was fine. You're, you're fine. Okay. Deb, I think Deb Cook-Lewis, you were next. Yeah, I I wanted to make sure that we offered the fact that if they that that they could also offer an alternative because um, actually I've I've been to a number of telehealth appointments that were totally accessible and I've been to a couple that were less so and I was able to negotiate with them an alternative means so I I know that the ideal is that they get their apps all accessible. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I think that part of reasonable accommodation is is getting the service. And so um, I, I wanted to propose that we would, you know, that they need to, that they need to include alternatives in the cases where they don't have, um, you know, it, it's obviously going to take time to get any of this done. So um, that would be my only suggestion. I think that's legally correct because the yeah. ADA requires yes. uh, effective communication. So effective communication right. might be, you know, somebody calling in on FaceTime rather than doing yeah. the uh, the system's uh, telehealth program. Right. right. I think we could do that by, I'm sorry. I, I was mean. just saying, where, where do we want to fit that in as a proposed friendly amendment for Pat? I, I think it can be done by eliminating the word telehealth before alternative. Maybe Gabe or Susan could read the part where they're supposed to offer something. I think it can work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But before we go too far into this, uh, the, the last thing they say is something about um, uh, um, oh, which went out of my head. Um, oh, uh, having to go to the emergency care, uh, emergency uh, room. Right. Um, so where do we draw the line at reasonable accessibility? So that's not reasonable accessibility. That's that's what the point mm -hmm. of that is, is that it's not a reasonable thing. I would want to be sure that we know that that's what's happening. I'm, I'm a little concerned that some of the items in this may be based on one or two people and may not be based on the population at large. So I'm not as worried about those. Uh, but what I do want to get really clear on for us is the pieces of what we're actually asking for. Mm -hmm. um, 
and rather than, I mean, there, you know, we can argue about whether somebody ever went to the emergency room and whether that was appropriate and whether they, whether they did it because of this. And I think that's really hard to speculate on. So all of that is kind of extra language. Um, but what you're really looking for is you want the, the telehealth the goal is ultimately for the telehealth applications to be uh, WCAG compliant and that in, in situations where, for example, if a person, my dad is 90 years old and he can't use a telehealth application, he's not mm -hmm. blind, they have alternatives or they should have alternatives so that everyone can access the service. And so that's what we're actually asking for here. Would it help to hear the resolved... I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Definitely. Yeah. No, yes. that's fine. Would you like to hear the resolve clauses again? Yes. Is that, just, is that the, just the one just about, the one. I think, where they're off, they're supposed to offer something if, they, if it's inaccessible. Yeah. Okay. Let me just read the section because I'm not as, as glib and quick as Gabe is to get the right okay. phrase here. It no, says, that's... resolved that all healthcare practitioners using telehealth offer an accessible telehealth option to all people who are blind or have low vision. Okay. And... Be it further resolved. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think yeah. if you get rid of the word telehealth, well, what about if instead of telehealth option, we said alternatives? Yeah, that's accessible, accessible alternatives. Al accessible, accessible WCAG compliant. Alternatives. Well, if it may be mm -hmm. an alternative that has nothing to do with WCAG, with that's, that's right. kind they of my tell point. You to go in and you can yes. say, okay, I'll go in. Or, or they may be willing to right. talk to you on the phone, or they, you know. So yeah. those aren't WCAG yeah. issues. So, well, should, would you rather than say uh, telehealth option or alternative? Yes. Yeah. What I would. Yes, yes. What you want to say okay. is accessible telehealth option compliant with uh, WCAG, and then the other piece that you want to say is, or uh, an alternative that delivers, um, you know, the it, same it, service, equal yeah. service. Well, you or, or an alternative which provides effective communication yes, for yes. the individual. That, that's better. Yes, Chris, thanks. Yes. So, yes, because you're rightly talking about effective communication here. And, and that's the piece that's going to get you well in, in the ADA is the effective communication piece of this. Mr. Chair, this is Paul Edwards from the Resolutions Committee. Yes, Paul. I, I have a real problem with putting WCAG in here at all um, be, because I'm not even sure that that the majority of telehealth options are currently being delivered um, primarily via computer. I think most of them are being delivered use, using smart That's covered um, by WCAG as well, Paul. That's covered. Yeah, it's anywhere you deliver that content. If you're delivering web-based type content, then, regardless then, of the device. Then I withdraw my concern. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you can WCAG say that as well. one does mobile. Uh, yes. So. yes, yes, yes. Yes, it does. And, yeah, I was going to say that myself because on the iPad, you have to turn voiceover off in order to be able to use the pen to do your e-check-in. And, um, right. and that's not and true I, in all true. systems, so, so they can fix No, them. not in all, yeah. but in some. Yeah, right. Um, so what, not, not all, but... Oh, if we're going to... So, so what I've, back so what to I've the phrase... In, yes, right. okay. So what I've stuck in here is that you know, I'll, let's see here. So I'll start at the beginning. So uh, resolved that all 
uh, let me try again, that all healthcare practitioners using telehealth offer an accessible WCAG compliant telehealth option or alternative that offers accessible communication Effective. to all people. Effective, 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 effective communication. Effective, yeah. And it should be and not or because I don't want to argue that if you have an accessible application, but a person doesn't mm-hmm. have a device to put the application on, then it's not usable to them, but it met the requirements. So it should be and. That's correct. It, they should do both. And I have a feeling that we're that we're directing our resolution to the wrong people. Um, So let me just throw this out because the 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 offices have very little to do with this. Um, There are three or four developers of these applications, and I think that we should be. And, 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 you know, I, I, I live in a small town and I've actually talked with all the providers here about this and they kind of throw up their hands because they only have the alternative that's put in front of them by whatever they belong to. So mm-hmm. I think I think the real issue here is that we actually need to identify the major developers and put this there, not to individual practitioners, because we're never going to be able to find and manage. You know, we talk about how do we achieve anything um, this just becomes waving your hands in the air. But if we could actually identify who the developers of the telehealth products are, and there are, I think, three or four, um, we, um, we could do something. Mr. This President. is Connie. Uh, okay. First, Jeff, and then Connie. So, Deb, you are absolutely correct. The only problem is, because um, we've done some legal analysis in mm-hmm. this area, we don't seem to have much of a case against Epic and these other developers. And so it's probably the large, the Kaisers, the Sutters, the, the big entities that you, that we can go after potentially not sure. the everyday mom and pop doctor, but for this resolution, I don't know that we can do any better because although you're absolutely right, I'm not sure we have a case against those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure we can do anything here is what I think I'm saying, because so we pass this and we all, you know, say, yay, yay. But um, what actually can we do here? Get, it, get me, in this the audience. Queue. Put me in the queue. OK, Connie, um, uh, Connie, Connie and then Ray. So go ahead, Connie. So being a healthcare provider um, and being on the get up and get moving campaign, Mm-hmm. This falls under one of our five pillars. So I have spoke with um, Tom Tobin, our chair, but we he is he likes this um, resolution. We have talked intensely about it. I am the one who brought up that telehealth needed to be under our get up and go, get up and move campaign. Mm-hmm. I strongly, strongly encourage all of us as a practitioner, because the ones that are on that get up and get moving do have the health background that we pass this resolution and then hand it over to the get up and get moving campaign and let us work with it. I'd like to add it to the queue. Ray and then Chris, go ahead, Ray. Sure. Um, I, um, I just want to say, I think, 
I think going after the practitioners, the big healthcare uh, companies like the Kaisers and others that Jeff mentioned and others will help because they, if they're getting pressure and saying, Hey, you know, we got to make, they can, they can go to these developers and say, listen, either you give me something accessible or I'm going to vote with my feet and go to somebody else that, that has an accessible um, app. I think that um, I strongly urge that we, that we pass this. I think that um, I think not, you know, what the, this was correctly stated in the resolution with the pandemic, it really brought out the need for telehealth and that's just going to continue to grow. And um, uh, I, I do believe that if we put the pressure on the big healthcare companies, they can put the pressure on the developers and say, hey, you know, give me something accessible or I'm going somewhere else. Okay. Thank you, Ray. Chris? Yes. And I can't remember now, it was the third or fourth whereas clause where we start to listen, list the federal statutes involved. We need to put in front of Section 504 one that we didn't mention, which is actually the most clearly applicable, which is Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, uh, yes. which requires non-discrimination in the provision of health care, which includes, it prohibits disability discrimination. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Gabe, I, in all of the, Pat, uh, as we make these changes as the maker, if, if you don't consider these friendly, please let us know, okay? Because we're moving down the path that they're friendly. May um, I comment? Okay. Yes, Pat, go ahead. Yes. I, there's a lot of things I have to comment, so I'll try to do them quickly. Connie, for your idea, Ms. Sims, for your idea that it be worked on by that committee, I totally agree, but I don't also wish to limit the fact that state affiliates could get involved. In other words, I think we can talk and chew gum. Agreed. Like, okay. I would like a referral to that committee, but to keep the other results. Secondly, it was implied that this affects a small group. I've spoken to virtually every minority organization in my state, the people in probably 20 Zoom calls, to ACB members across the country. Local mom-and-pop walk-in medical emergency care facilities, these are the ones like immediate cares, are being inundated with people who are being denied health care. If one cannot get a diagnostic test, and we're talking about wanting mm -hmm. accessible exercise equipment, etc., that is the bottom line. And my question, and I really appreciate Mr. Campbell's comment, my question about uh, it's the accessible that became suitable or effective line. My concern is that an office will, a medical office will say, well, everybody's, I'm going to throw out a stupid example. It's the only one I can come up with because I'm kind of on the spot here. Well, everybody uses Facebook. So we've decided that the effective communication for our, our uh, clientele, you know, our patients will be Facebook. Nothing against Facebook. So I, don't, I want it to be really effective because these offices have the option of calling someone on a, on a digital or a flip phone or a uh, landline, et cetera. So I want to make sure that the effective is really effective. Right. And I'm so thrilled. And we used it as an and. So it's still, still we're still re saying they need to make their, their applications uh, uh, WCAG uh, compliant. That hasn't gone away. It's an and, not an or. Yeah. But I want to make yeah. sure that effective is effective 
from the patient's point of view, not from the provider's point By of view. By definition, that's what that means, Pat. It, this okay. is Deb, mm -hmm. that what that means, it, that's the reason we're using that term, is it's a legal term that, descri that is described in law, that it is about the individual. And so if we, if we talk about accessible, that's where we get into trouble because they can say that Facebook is technically accessible and they could be right, but it's not accessible, say, to you. So the point of effective communication is a legal standard that they may not understand, but their attorney will if we get down to that. I certainly appreciate, considering that our tax dollars is supporting all this, our private insurance dollars are is supporting mm -hmm. this, you know, is involved in this. I, I should have said involved instead of supporting. And mm -hmm. anybody out there who's listening, if you're experiencing this, go to health care insurers because they're starting to take notice as well because this is costing them real money. So mm -hmm. I, as long as I can this resolution, make sure I'm understanding, keep the other resolved clauses as well. Yeah, I don't think we changed. No, 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 there was no no desire to cancel to delete any resolve clauses. I, but I, I wanted to be that first one stronger. The, okay, yeah, I, I personally, the emotion that I feel is this has happened to family members of mine and other people mm -hmm. I know, and you know more numbers than I care to even think about. I cannot mm -hmm. thank the resolutions committee, the board of directors, or the ACB membership enough for mm -hmm. doing this. This will put us mm -hmm. on the correct side of history, um, lessen suffering, and save lives. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Pat. So I just want to make is, sure, Gabe, are Gabe, you good Dan, I just wanna, with the, I just final, uh, yeah, the final um, mm -hmm. edit there by Chris to add the um, I just uh, wanted to double check with Chris on which section of the Affordable Care Act, was it? 15. Fifteen something, I think. Was it fifteen fifty-seven? Did I? Is that correct? I, I, yes. It's okay. this is Clark. It's section fifteen fifty-seven of the 57. Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Of the Patient Protection and got it. Thank okay. you, sirs. All right. I think we're. I think we're ready to call the question, if everybody's okay with that. Mm -hmm. All those in favor of this resolution, 2021-13, uh, signify by 12. saying 12, 12, sorry, yeah. I'm ahead of myself, 12, uh, wishful <laughs> thinking, uh, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Excuse so me, Dan. Can you hear me now? Ken yeah. Hey, Kenneth. Kenneth. Yes. Would you? Okay. You didn't get a chance to vote back on the roll call vote. Were you <laughs> voting yes or no? We'd like to record you. I was voting yes. Voting yes. Okay. Thank so you so much. Yeah. But Dan, I, I would just, this is kind of, I just would, you know, encourage um, the board to refer it over to the Get Up and Get Moving campaign. Oh, since well, that's It's, due, it's due pass now, so you can yeah. take it. It'll come. Take it and run with it. You got it. That's, that's what we want. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh, we have moving us along here. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Con uh, and Ray. Uh, next is Resolution 2021-13, uh, which is the DOT air travel form. 
Uh, Mr. President, before we begin reading, yes, I'm I, I'm going to recuse myself from discussion or voting on this resolution. This is a big part of my professional work right now, so I'm going to respectfully recuse myself from this resolution. Thank, thank you, Ray. Uh, this this resolution was brought by uh, GDUI uh, and uh, authored by Melanie Brunson and team. Uh, so, Susan, if you could please read the resolution. All right. Whereas the U.S. Department of Transportation, DOT, recently promulgated regulations that allow airlines to require passengers traveling with guide or service dogs to fill out and submit forms prior to travel, attesting to the good health, training, and appropriate behavior of their dogs. And whereas, although DOT has specified the questions that airlines may ask on the new forms, the department has left it to the airlines to determine how to make these forms available to their passengers and has provided neither mandate nor guidance to the airlines concerning the need to make the process for to meet to make the process of compelling and submitting the forms accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired and Whereas Guide Dog Users Incorporated, GDUI, maintains that DOT's lack of concern for accessibility is short-sighted and unacceptable. And whereas a majority of the airlines operating in the U.S. have now taken advantage of the opportunity to require passengers traveling with guide and service dogs to submit their forms each time they travel. And whereas since the imposition of these requirements, GDUI has received numerous reports from passengers who travel with guide dogs that they are unable to complete and submit the required forms independently because airline websites frequently contain inaccessibility barriers for screen reader users and Whereas GDUI has also received reports that people who contact airlines by telephone or approach gate agents in person at airports to ask questions about the new requirements or request assistance in filling out the new forms have often received inaccurate information or inadequate assistance. Now, therefore, be it resolved that Guide Dog Users Inc., GDUI, together with the American Council of the Blind, its officers, directors, and staff advise the U.S. Department of Transportation to immediately inform airlines that the department expects them to ensure that both the processes of completing and submitting their service dog travel forms are accessible to persons who are blind or visually impaired. And so they may validate the accessibility of their processes through user testing and be it further resolved that ACB, along with its affiliate GDUI, recommend that DOT compel airlines to provide their personnel with appropriate training in how to advise prospective passengers about the new requirements and, upon request, provide assistance with filling out the new forms and be it further resolved that these organizations utilize their media resources to encourage guide dog users who are unable to com complete and submit forms or encounter other inaccessibility barriers related to the implementation of these forms by airlines to file formal complaints 
with DOT and be it finally resolved that ACB and its affiliate GDUI offer assistance to individuals wishing to file such complaints who need assistance completing the process. Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Thank you, Susan. Uh, do we have anyone who would like to speak against or offer an amendment? Hearing none, all hey, those. Hey, uh, yeah, oh, yes. This is Eric. Eric, and I don't know what my role is here, but um, yeah. I, I have just a thought. It, um, to, to me, as a, as a guide dog user, obviously, I'm very, uh, in, very much in favor of this resolution. Um, I, it would it would seem to me that the that the airlines should also be expected not just to make this stuff accessible but to make it a part of the of the natural um, booking process that individuals go through online. Yeah, it's so that we're not left to have to yeah. go searching for a form on their website as we are uh, trying to book a flight. Okay, uh, M Melanie, are you are you with us? I am. Uh, Melanie, uh, what do you uh, think about um, Eric's friendly uh, suggestion, or, or do you consider I, it friendly? <laughs> I think I would. I think some of the airlines are coming closer to that than others. Um, yeah. So, so I think I think that would be a, a good idea. Where where would that fit into the resolution? Well, that's the other question. <laughs> <laughs> my initial thought is that this is Gabe. My initial thought is almost it, it almost seems like it's a, it would be its own resolve somewhere in here. Yeah, I think I think probably it would need to be a separate clause because I'm not certain that it really fits in um, as a as an addition to any of the ones that are there. Yeah, I just don't know if it fits in the middle of these or if it would be one that would go at the end. Maybe before no. the final yeah. resolution <laughs> about GDUI is offering assistance. After the first one, yeah. After the first one, okay. About after the, first the one? accessibility of the forms. Um, well, you talk about the whole thing of being able to um, complete the forms. It, it kind of goes in there. So it looks like that's the second or third. Is it? In, yeah, um, I don't have it. In I, front I think of me. you could just. I think you could just add it in there. And what I would propose is that if we're in, if we all accept that as friendly, that we let the resolutions committee get the wording of it in there because I don't think it's controversial. Some of the airlines um, actually won't let you even fill it out until you like have the ticket and then you have to go back into the ticket to fill yeah, it out. And that's wrong. Um, that's what I've seen several times and that's really confusing uh, for people. So, um, you know, but so if, if our intent is good around this, I'm not sure the wording is really that we need to wordsmith it here necessarily. It might be the concept is, is integrated into the. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Kind of as a rough draft here. I've, I've, just kind of jotted down resolve that uh resolve that the airlines make completion of this form be part of the ticket reservation process integral part i, I like integrated in, integrated, integrated Integra into the Integra into the yeah, yeah. into you're, the booking process yeah 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 right. yeah 
Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. These forms, yeah, these completion of these forms should be integrated into the normal or yeah. the normal booking process or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Melanie, are you, is that a friendly amendment for you as the maker? That works for me. Okay. Any, any other comments from the board? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Melanie, thank you. And GDUI for your thank Melanie, you. word on this. Melanie, if, um, I will... Uh, I will get that fitted in there somewhere and run it by you and Sarah for final approval before cool. we pass All it right. on. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving right along. Resolution 2021-15 is recognition of the American Foundation of the Blind in their centennial. Um, I don't know if you think it's just in their centennial. Yes. So for their hundred years. And this, this is in light of, the, of its centennial. In light of its centennial. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Susan. In light of its centennial. And that has uh, uh, been drafted by Clark uh, Rockfall. So. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Whereas the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, was founded on September 23rd, 1921, to help blinded veterans returning from World War I with support from American philanthropist M.C. Miguel. And whereas in 1924, author and activist Helen Keller joined AFB as its champion, setting forth a legacy of superlative advocacy that lasted 44 years and reverberates to this day, Keller traveled the country fighting for the expansion of rights and services for blind Americans, speaking in front of state legislators and demanding the creation of state commissions for people who are blind. And whereas in the 1930s, AFB pioneered the talking book, advent of the modern audiobook, paving the way for today's accessible technology. And whereas by the 1940s, AFB created a governmental relations office in Washington, D.C. to ensure a permanent presence on Capitol Hill and to monitor all federal activities with an impact on blindness and related issues. The organization is now headquartered there. And whereas by the 1970s, AFB, AFB played a major role in the passage of the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA, which created comprehensive curriculum guidelines and ensures that children who are blind or have low vision have the right to free and appropriate education via the U.S. public education system. And whereas AFB played an active role within the consortium of citizens with disabilities, that was one of the driving forces in the passage of the landmark legislation, Americans with Disabilities Act in 1990. And whereas AFB continues its work every day to create a world of no limits for people who are blind or visually impaired by promoting and engaging in research with wide scale impact, developing and sharing knowledge and putting strategic relationships with those who can accelerate change in every area of society. And whereas AFB will be holding a special ceremony in September 2021 to create a time capsule commemorating its first 100 years 
Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization congratulates the American Foundation for the Blind on providing 100 years of advocacy, research, and collaboration to create a world of no limits for people who are blind and visually impaired. And be it further resolved that AFB collaborate with ACB and the entire blindness community to forge a path of innovation and inclusion for AFB's second century of services. And be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be provided to the American Foundation for the Blind for inclusion in the 2121 time capsule for AFB's centennial celebration. Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. How come there's no hip hip hooray in it? <laughs> thank, thank, I was well, trying that, that, to be a neutral voice, but I was cheering while I was reading. Yeah, 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 but I think it should have a. <laughs> uh, thank you, Susan. All right. Anyone wish to speak against this uh, resolution or offer any amendments? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Thank you. We're on a roll now. All right. ACB Resolution 2021-16 is Accessible Programs at the VA, which is Veterans Administration, uh, which has been authored by Penny Reader. So, Susan? Okay. One moment, please. We got to you fast this time, so you didn't just yeah, load well, the I'm next just, file. Just, That's I'm right. just having a little um, trouble finding. Well, well we're at a 30-second uh, wait here, Dan. I, yes. I want to take this and say thank you so much to Susan for reading these because oh, yeah. my reading it, A, it would have hurt my hands so badly, and B, uh, we'd have been here twice as long. Well, thank I want you, to thank you, too. <laughs> For being so quick at the edits and finding things, one of the difficulties I have is finding the right paragraph uh, we, even with a, a search function. We're, I'm sitting we're, making, here with, we're making a I'm, great I'm team. Here with you're, two you're reading it. in my phone going bum, 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 bum. It's really funny. <laughs> well, we're, we're making a great team that you're reading Absolutely. and it's allowing me to kind of follow mm -hmm. along and, and put in the edits. So. I, I found, I found I the like resolution it. that we need. I'm so sorry for the delay. Uh, accessible programs at the VA submitted by Penny Reader. Whereas the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs employs a number of employees who are blind or have low vision, whose roles within the agency allow the VA to serve United States veterans in a wide range of capacities and to provide many diverse services to those vets and their families and Whereas these employees who are blind or have low vision rely upon assistive technologies, including but not limited to screen readers, screen magnification, and speech-to-text software to accomplish the tasks associated with their jobs. And whereas these employees are required to utilize a number of database and software applications, many of which uh, do not work seamlessly with the assistive technology they utilize and whereas the VA has in the past provided additional one-on-one -on -one and group training and remote and on-site assistance to assist these employees in using largely inaccessible database programs and other applications with their assistive technology 
And whereas the VA employed professionally uh, professionals to, there's a problem in my, these words ran together. That wasn't nice. Okay, whereas the VA employed professionals to write scripts to make inaccessible software more accessible with assistive technology, and whereas the VA has provided step-by-step -step instructions for using otherwise inaccessible databases and other applications for employees who utilize screen magnifications, screen readers, and speech-to-text assistive technologies, and whereas these interventions allow problems associated with newly purchased software and software updates, which do not work seamlessly with the assistive technologies to be addressed and resolved quickly. And whereas the VA no longer provides comparable service for their blind employees, therefore creating the very employment and, and employability of people who are blind or have low vision, and whereas the Department of Veterans Affairs has indicated that they are in a transition period at the end of which they expect more developers of inaccessible applications to be, uh, to be repaired accessibility of, prob of problems. Excuse me, I really need to reread this. Forgive me, this, this clause is... Whereas the Departments of Veteran Affairs have indicated that they are in a transition period at the end of which they expect more developers of inaccessible applications to have repaired accessibility problems associated with their software. And whereas although ACP support, ACB supports efforts by the VA Section 508 Office to promote accountability within the VA to ensure that applications meet Section 508 accessibility standards, it is not acceptable for employees who are blind or have low vision to be denied the supportive services and training that allows them to work effectively during a transition period of unknown length and unpredictable outcome now. Therefore, be it resolved that this organization work with the congressional committees that oversight of the VA's compliance with sections 501, 504, and 508 to the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 as amended, and as well as the Blinded Veterans Association to persuade the Department of Veterans Affairs to provide the effective training and additional necessary assistance, including legally mandated reasonable accommodations to allow employees who are blind or have low vision to do their jobs effectively and efficiently and to guarantee that future budget cuts will not jeopardize the ability of valued workers who are blind or have low vision to perform all of their essential functions for their jobs. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. Again, I apologize for my errors. <coughs> Thank you, Susan, so much. That was a that was a hard one to get through. Uh, do we have board members who would like to speak against or offer amendments? I have a question. This is Kim. Yes, Kim, and and make, um, make sure Penny. Do we have Penny available? I'm here. Yes. Okay. Welcome. So welcome. I just Penny. wanted yes. clarification. Um, your the resolution specifically says speech, speech to, text to text rather than text <laughs> to speech. 
Yeah. So that's what I meant. Do you mean speech to text and not text to speech? I do because the screen reader uses text to speech and I think that's understood, but they also, the VA also has, has, um, provided assistance to people who use dragon, um, Mm -hmm. which is, um, speech to text. And there are a couple of, uh, at least a couple of blind employees who do do that because I could use JSA as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a simple way to just make that a little clearer because I think people that read it may infer, oh, they really meant text well, I speech. Didn't, I thought maybe I shouldn't say dragon because <laughs> it's a name brand, you know, I don't know. Or even, I mean, we could say Dictation? products such as dragon or JSA or something like that, dragon. We may not even need to mention the types of products because what we're really talking about is the people. Um, We're talking about Mm -hmm. people who are blind or low vision um, and, and, you know, they may have whatever accommodation. So um, I don't think the types of accommodations maybe are even relevant. I wonder if the friendly amendment could be to just eliminate that piece of the discussion and focus it on the people. Well, I wonder I wonder if we couldn't get around it by, by simply saying speech recognition software. Yeah, that would be fine with me. I think yeah, that, that would work. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's clearer than yeah. speech to text mm-hmm. because yeah. I just feel yeah. like people are going to go, oh, you mean text to speech. <laughs> yeah. And, and that isn't yeah. what you mean. So I like that. I like Kim, that. that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dan, I'd like to speak to the resolution if I could. This is Pat. Okay. All right. Are we, are we done with the, just before we, hear from you pat are we done with we, everybody good with the uh speech recognition software everybody's mm-hmm. penny you're good with that i'm fine with that yes okay all right uh, go ahead pat so i have concerns with this resolution i am actually the 508 coordinator for the department of veterans affairs and so i'm referenced in this and my organizations are referenced in this uh resolution <clears throat> there are probably three areas that I think uh, I'd like to see addressed, and I, I don't know if we can refer this to the governmental, uh, uh, to the uh, ACBGE folks, but I think that the VA is being unfairly uh, characterized, mischaracterized here. Um, it, um, it talks about the VA no longer providing comparable access to its blind employees. I have a staff of 25 uh, federal employees and contractors, another 25 contractors. A lot of them are disabled. I've got a good uh, group of blind people who do testing all the time. These folks who are doing the same uh, work that was done by this contract that was no longer funded uh, is are giving comparable access to individuals who are blind at the VA, including uh, installing, helping to install scripts, uh, assisting people who are visually impaired to learn how to use their equipment, uh, and they're also um, we're also working with uh, training entities to make sure that people are getting trained. So I think the fact. Uh, the, uh, one of the facts that we have to think about here is what we've stopped funding was a particular contract that was supplying these services. But just because that contract isn't around anymore, it doesn't mean these services have gone away. Uh, 
So I think, you know, that mischaracterizes uh, um, uh, what the VA does. The second, the second area that I have an issue with, um, Susan, I don't know if you can go back and read the second whereas clause that follows that, that talks about the transition piece. Okay, let me look for transition. While she's doing that, Pat, if you want, uh, we can work with uh, uh, ACBGE can help with you. Uh, yeah, I think they certainly can. But do you think we could do that? Do you think we could adjust one issue at a time? Um, um, we to have three. Yeah, so that, let's talk through the first one first. So I, I like that. I found I mean, the whereas. But, but, okay. that's a, but that's a okay. second, that was the second point around oh. the transition. So the first one with uh, your concern, Pat, was but that yes. that it it's states being that the VA no longer provides comparable service for their blind employees. So all I can do is tell you what I hear from people at the VA. And I can also tell you that I still, as late as last week, get questions on my home phone uh, from um, uh, IT specialists who don't know how to install JAWS. Um, I can tell you that um, the blind employees with whom I'm in touch, uh, some of whom are ACB members, um, have told me that they are not getting the training that they got before and that, um, what else did you say? Um, Oh, um, yeah, and there's, uh, there, uh, you said that they're, they're getting training, uh, and, but I was told by several people that when they asked about training for Jaws and Dragon, they were told to go to YouTube for training. Um, and what was the third thing you said? Um, um, I, I don't that think the services, uh, that the third well, thing was should that we, they're, they're, should they're we, doing it. Penny and, Penny and, um, and I thought we went over all this uh, during Penny, the... Yeah, Penny, I'm disagreeing with the... Um, yes, and this is your resolution you're bringing it forward, and I'm offering different facts to the, to the board because I think this is mischaracterizing what the, v, mischaracterizing what the VA says. Point well, of information, Dan. Yes. Uh, uh, this yes, is Doug. Doug. Um, yeah, I, I was at the first uh, resolutions committee meeting mm -hmm. where um, this it, uh, these uh, this conflict came up, mm -hmm. and the resolutions committee asked Penny and and Pat to sit down and try to work through it so that they could um, bring a resolution that was uh, compatible, you know, was was uh, somewhat friendly to both sides, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I, my question of information is what happened during those meetings that, because uh, it doesn't seem like it had changed much. What happened no, was I... that we did get together with Clark and we did all agree that the resolution which was just read was acceptable to all parties, but now apparently I... it's not acceptable. No, I don't find it, Penny, I don't find it acceptable. The well, resolution mischaracterizes at the, the mis No, uh, I, it was your resolution, and, and I, would, I would not have uh, characterized this resolution as acceptable. It, mis it mischaracterizes what the VA does, uh, what you're, you know, we've got information that says that people are getting help, getting assisted, and, you know, I, I think that there are lots of um, resources out there 
to uh, that are doing some good work, get, making sure that you know blind people are getting done what they need to do. <clears throat> I offered several suggestions, and I asked that certain clauses be taken out, and you refused. Now you can refuse because it's your motion, and so I'm somewhat limited at that point. But when it's coming to the board. I think that the board needs to know that because we let one contract go, that the that the uh, that the entire VA is not uh, abandoning the blind people that work there. I've got staff that does an excellent job on on this. I think that some of these statements that are in this resolution are uh, overgeneralized and and are not supported by information and data that we have. So, you know, the fact that people are calling you at home and complaining because they don't get services is not supported by the information and the, and the data that we're seeing. Well, that isn't what's happening. They're calling me at home because they still have my number and they think I'm still working there. Well, um, right, they're not that's complaining. They're calling because they're not getting help from IT. When they call uh, uh, guys, guys, we're going down a path here so that we are going down feeling a path very, here. very comfortable about. Yeah, I, I think there's you're well. You have a very vested interest in this, Pat. You're a board member, but you're also an employee of the VA, correct? Right. So, um, I we we can talk talk through this, but but uh, it, it seemed the consensus of the resolution committee and everybody that was on the committee that, you know, maybe, maybe the word is reduced support, but I think even you were willing to say that with the removal of the contract, there's a transition period going on here and people are not getting the same support that they got three months ago. They're getting, Dan, they're getting different support than they were getting three months ago. The, the, the blind people at the VA are not being abandoned. The transition, I didn't say abandoned. I said no, the, the, well, the clause was, you, you said that they weren't, that they were, the, the, the phrase you were, the, the phrase in the resolution you were having concern was that they were not getting support. And, and maybe, maybe the alternative to that is they're getting reduced support. Be, be, you know, I, so I have a point of information, Dan. If I yeah, may, please. So yeah, Penny, were were you one of the recipients of that contract that got discontinued? Yes. yes. So I was so, one of the recipients of the contract, but it has really nothing to do with that. Um, I um, I talked about this with Gabe, and I talked about it at both meetings of the committee where uh, where the resolution was under discussion. Um, it has nothing to do with me. I wouldn't go back to work for the VA right now. And uh, it has nothing to do with my contract. It has to do with the services that are no longer being provided to those employees. Um, and uh, Tyson is also uh, on board with this resolution, as are at least three people who are members of ACB, whose names I could give you, but I don't think that that's something I should have to do. So it seems to me we have a change of systems and Correct. and an implementation issue or issues, right? That, right. I mean, so mm -hmm. it, we're in process 
and the implementation, I gather, is not complete and not meeting all needs. Um, but so maybe, I don't know, is this is the implementation period what we're talking about of changing the system from the contract to what the people in the 508 office are providing? Really well, exactly. ACB to, I'm sorry, Patrick, go ahead. I'll, 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 just one second ahead, and then you're next. Um, I'm only asking the ACB to monitor what's happening at the VA so that the employees who are blind and visually impaired are getting the supports they need to get in order to maintain their employment. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm only asking the ACB to support the employees who are blind who need support. This Deb. Thank you. Uh, hold on. I think I think uh, Deb, you hold one second. Yeah, yeah, of course. Chris had asked a question, and Debbie was going to. Deb was going to respond. Excuse me, you're Deb. Penny. Pat, Penny. Penny was going to respond, and then Pat to Chris's right. question. Right. So, so go the, ahead, Pat. Yeah. In the third whereas clause, it says that uh, blind people were being denied the supportive services and training that they had received in the past, and that's also not true. But going down to the resolve clause where you talk about, um, well, number one, asking ACP to guarantee that funding for the VA in this area is not But, but, but I Pat, think I'm going right. to stop you there, Pat, Amen. in that, that we were on the first issue. So the first issue okay. was in that whereas clause, which says denied I, I support. And, and, and the question is, you're saying it was not denied. It's just being changed and, and mm -hmm. altered. Penny's right. concern is that people are kind of falling through the cracks and not getting the support that they got a few months ago. So is there a phrase there that you all could agree to? I don't know if it's reduced support or, but, but there's, there, there's a concern in during this transition that there's a, that the, the level of support is not what it was before. And, and I think everybody's kind of, Maybe for different reasons that, they got right. their dance around that, but I think that's that that is probably a a true statement that, that uh, yes like, could, we had Deb and then about, Jeff yeah, yeah go ahead. sorry but, somebody go, else is performing that right? go ahead yeah so, but, but if um, you're about, if you're related to yes. this particular yes. first yes. issue yes. okay what real about quick, and then Deb I'll like, get to you I promise sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah what about something like it is the perception of some blind and low vision, you know, VA employees that insufficient training and assistance is being provided. You can, is this, that, that uh, would this be something accurate, that everybody yeah. can live with? Yeah. Yeah. That would be accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's if Gabe or somebody, did you grab that edit? Is that on the, First whereas clause that I brought up, or the second? The only place that I'm finding denied is in the last whereas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a pro that was the last one I was speaking to also. Okay, so that's but the I one we are, we're modifying. Mr. President, this is Doug. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to intervene you here and just ask if, if we have to go through every whereas and resolve clause, we're going to be here till next week. Uh, can we ask that this be referred again? back to the resolutions committee for re reconsideration on uh, September 29th. I, I second that motion. If you, okay. if you, thank uh, you. Thank you. Okay. 
but 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 if we get there, we need to we need to have Pat and Gabe. Are you okay with that? And then Pat, we need you and Penny actively participating because if we get to a solution, it needs to be a solution that we can bring back, or, or we need to say there's irre irreconcilable differences and and go from there. Yeah, I think that there are better ways to phrase it than it was being phrased. Uh, Jeff, I like what you said about uh, perceptions of blind people, because I don't agree with those perceptions. They're not supported by the facts that I see and the data that we're looking at. But if people are feeling that way, that's true. Okay. So back the other, to the, 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 yeah. the, the motion that's on the table now which is to refer it back to resolutions for another round of edits that would be brought back on the 29th. Does anybody want to speak to that motion? We have well, a motion. This is Deb. I, I, I do still want to speak to actually the motion now happened. I would have made it, but I still have something to say then, then, on then this. Please. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Um, so, yes, please do. so here's the deal. Um, I'm really concerned about this whole process around this motion because or around this, pro this whole thing, I have no problem ultimately that it go back, but I have concern that frankly, both, Patrick and Penny have a lot of personal vested interest in it. It's Penny's mm -hmm. former employment. It's Patrick's current employment. Mm -hmm. And um, and having having had con been a contractor and had contractors both ends of that, I can tell you that every time we make changes in that, there's chaos. Um, there just is. And you know, so I am I am very very concerned that it's not really clear what ACB. Is going to do. I, I don't. I'm not so worried about the whereases because people have the opinions they have, and I know Patrick's not too comfortable with them, and I understand mm. that. But really, you know, in the bottom line, people think what they think, and it's okay. But what I am really concerned needs to be resolved in this when it, if when it goes back, and I think it should go back, is we need a very clear statement of what ACB is going to do. We don't have any jurisdiction to monitor anything. All we have is more hearsay. So if we're going to do something, we need to sit down and, and there needs to be a, a meeting or there needs to be some discussion or there needs to be some, some action that we actually are going to take because we don't have any authority to um, or, or, or the wherewithal to monitor the VA in any way or shape or form. So I, I'm yeah, not sure I that... To, to the right, yeah, after sure. you're done and just speak to the results. Yeah, so, so I don't think that, for example, that the number of people who call Penny in their, with their frustrations, which may be entirely real, um, uh, is, a, is a mechanism to monitor. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't either. Um, right now it says that the uh, ACB will work with the Blinded Veterans Association which advocates for blinded vets, including blind employees. And uh, with the congressional oversight committees, which I assume would mean if, uh, if we were asked, we could testify on behalf of employees because we're con we represent consumers. Um, so I don't think I was asking that we monitor the VA. I was asking that we remain a resource for people that we be involved so that this kind of thing doesn't leave people in the lurch where they can't do the jobs. So the only other thing that I would add to that is that 
the Blinded Veterans Association met with the House and Senate Veterans Affairs Committees a month ago to talk about this whole issue with respect to these employees and also with remedies going forward. And so since they are the veteran service organization that the VA, uh, you know, listens to, basically is charted with the VA, uh, I think it would be very useful for ACB, rather than go on its own, is to talk to Don Overton, I chatted with him a couple of days ago, about where they are, what recommendations that BVA has already made, and support those recommendations going forward, which have already taken place. And, and I think that's what's important for the board to know is that you're right, we can fight about the whereas clauses, but the resolve clause has already happened a month ago. But there are things that can be done and things that ACB can do to support BVA in this type of endeavor going forward. And that would be very helpful, not only to the blind employees at VA, and I have some, have some thoughts up to, on this outside this resolution, but also to blinded yep. veterans who mm -hmm. need to have access to systems also. Okay, Pat, I'm going to stop you there because we have a motion on the floor to refer this back to the Resolutions Committee with a second. Doug made the motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, Tom seconded. Any other discussion related to the motion to refer back to the Resolutions Committee for further editing? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. All right. Uh, next is uh, Resolution 2021, number 22, which is text-to-speech and audio description. Uh, and voicing audio description. Excuse mm -hmm. me. The voicing was very important there. And voicing audio description. Uh, this was submitted by Susan Glass, who will now read her own resolution. So, Susan. <laughs> okay, here we go. Whereas audio description is an auxiliary service which provides effective communication of the key visual elements of video programming for people who are blind or experiencing vision loss. <clears throat> and whereas the American Council of the Blind has been an influential supporter of the development of an expansion of audio description for many decades, and whereas we are as concerned with the quality of audio description as we are with the quantity of audio description available, and whereas we encourage the production of audio description in ways that are of the highest quality, not simply what is acceptable, and whereas poor quality in the production of audio description can distract from rather than enhance, ultimately discouraging people from the use of audio description. And whereas we believe that high quality in audio description for films and videos is critical, no matter whether the media is new or was created many years ago and Whereas the appropriate voicings of audio description is done with nuance and attention to the images on screen and careful attention to the phrasing in the writing of the description. And it has yet to be shown that a TTS system is capable of capturing the same subtle variations in vocal tone that a trained 
AD voice talent provides, and whereas academic studies on the issue of TTS for audio description reveal that audio description voiced by trained audio description voice talents is preferred and is more effective at conveying an understanding and appreciation of the visual elements, and whereas technical specifications regarding audio quality with the use of TTS are inferior, and whereas parity with sighted people is a core value of the American Council of the Blind, the use of TTS would never be deemed acceptable for sighted people as if titles could be released with less with less fidelity, video or audio, and assume that the sighted public would accept it. And whereas the substantial use of TTS in the voicing of audio description will impede employment opportunities for, for the many blind or low vision voice talents who work on audio description. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Directors of the American Council on the Blind assembled telephonically on August 31st, 2021, that this organization make known its full support for and advocate for the use of human voices in the voicing of audio description for cinema and narrative video or streaming. And be it further resolved that this organization urge its affiliates to the extent possible to engage in similar advocacy efforts and be it further resolved that this organization lend its assistance where feasible to affiliates undertaking, undertaking such advocacy efforts. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. Thank you, Susan, uh, for reading that resolution. And do uh, any board members wish to speak against or offer any amendments to this resolution? Yeah, this is Chris Bell. Um, <clears throat> um, it's my ignorance, but I still don't know what Texas speech is from this resolution. It seems to me we should have a paragraph that explains what it is, because I can't tell. Okay, so text, may I speak? Sure, sure Susan, it's your sure. resolution. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, I just wanted to be courteous. So yes. text speech is when you have an artificial um, purveyor, like a screen reader that is reading aloud text rather than a human voice describing it. So for instance, that's what we get on our iPhones all the time. That's what we get when we use JAWS is text to speech. Um, and what the resolution is asking is that for artistic forms, narrative videos and so on, human voice talents take I, I, I get what you're asking for. I just didn't I just yeah. I just yeah. didn't get what text to speech definition. Was. So you would prefer a definition perhaps in the opening clause, something like that? Well, yes. I think I think what 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 is what's missing here is that um, movie companies are turning to uh, text-to-speech specifically. You know this this uh, this new uh, way of purveying audio description for uh, audio description of their uh, back titles, mm -hmm. and it could affect thousands of movies that we would. Um, presumably want to watch with uh, audio description and the description is Texas speech and which is not as uh, not as beneficial as narrated uh, by humans. Yeah. What's a back and, and, title? 
uh, back to old titles, just old titles of movies. Think, uh, yeah. think to have and have not. You know, yes. but, but, it, but it's not just old titles. Several yeah. several yeah. vendors are now exploring it for new titles as for well. New titles as well. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is Deb with just a technical suggestion that might fix this. If if in the first place where you mention the term text to speech, if you put in parentheses synthesized speech. Easy. Um, Good, then yes, the rest of the time you can use the TTS because that is a technical term that, that people in the industry will and that people Perfect. in the industry will understand. Um, so it. since we're going to be ultimately writing it to them, uh, so they know what it is. But it, but that would solve this to just put that in parentheses the first time. Yeah, and then when, when you and I think I don't think you have it in the title, but. You use TTS throughout. I think the first time you should say yeah. text to speech paren TTS close paren and then have the synthesis okay. speech. Yeah. Easy fixes. Thank you. You're yeah. okay with that as a friendly oh, amendment? Yeah. Uh, Susan? yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm working. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're, you're modifying it as we speak. Huh? I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying speaking, but I'm yeah. trying. Right. Yes. Gabe will modify it. I have a, I have a comment. Yeah, yes. Doug. Yeah, I, have a, I have a point of, uh, well, I'm not sure what I have. I have a question what i have okay let, let's let doug go and then and okay. then you jeff okay i'm yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of questioning as well um i'm questioning what state affiliates could do and why we're helping them do what i don't even know what they can do in this, this isn't yeah what does this have to do with state affiliates yeah, there, so there are the two. The, there's one resolved, which you know uh, commits AC, ACB to something, and which is great. Uh, but I'm just not sure the second and third resolved are right. are useful or necessary. I, th I think uh, my my thinking was um, that part of a process like this is is because because we do have local, you know, state and state affiliates that we would reach out to our own communities and, and get them active and, and that those of us, you know, so I sort of saw it as working from the grassroots into the national. If you feel that the phrasing compromises what the resolution is trying to do, I'm, I would consider it friendly to amend it. My only concern is I, I don't know what state of, I mean, you know, if we're talking about telehealth, um, you know, and, and there was a phrase in the telehealth one where they were saying that state affiliates can um, go to their, um, you know, health, uh, uh, health um, boards, uh, right. certification boards, and and right. and work on that. There's nothing comparable, I don't think, in this in that regard for for this particular, um, uh, you know, for TTS. So I'm not sure what we can do, you know, at the state level. I think I think what I was thinking was that if a, if someone were working at a state level and, and wanted ACB support, they could reach out and get it. I, I was also, you know, alternatively thinking about how often you'll have a live arts venue issue in the state and, and someone is trying to help make description happen in a in a local movie theater, for instance, or and it, and it comes up that way. So I was just thinking of those peripheral, you know, ways in. But as I said, if, if you feel that muddies the water, it's not a problem to take it out and just go straight to what ACV can do. I, I think I would prefer that. You know, I mean, yeah. How do others feel about this? Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes yeah. good sense. Okay. So if you're friendly with that, we'll just take, just, we just have the one resolve clause. 
Uh, you want the the last resolve clause, right? The, 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 I, I think it's the first one that refers to I think to it's the second to the last one. Do you have it, Gabe? Because I'm looking. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, I think we're talking about this one right here that says that this organization urges affiliates to the extent possible to engage in similar yeah. advocacy yeah. efforts. That's one we're right. Yeah, just right. take that right it's out. Not, take that yeah, right it's just out. not clear what those Action. would be right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. I guess you could leave the last one in that says, you know, ACB would help any any state affiliate who actually wanted to do something. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That yeah. Sense. yeah. Okay, sure. that's perfectly fine. fine. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with yeah. that. Fine. I'm yeah. okay with that. Okay. All right. Are there any other anyone else who would like oh, to speak no. or make an amendment related to this particular resolution? Whoop! I had a question, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Apologize, Jeff. Yes, go ahead, Jeff. No, yes. no, that's okay. I, I just want to make sure I'm, it's clear to me exactly what's being asked of here as far as the types of films that you do not want TTS used. So, any. So, <laughs> on any. 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 <laughs> so none. Because, so, because so there's, they, so there's, let's, so there's, let's make a visual analogy. How would you feel? Well, hold on, if you no, could hold. no. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You don't need <laughs> to defend I, I, it. I, no, I got yeah. that. I got that. Okay. I got that. But okay. let's say that it costs, but let's say that it costs ten thousand dollars per film to to do this and you've got old you know stuff that runs on tv land and you've got a bunch of you know leave it to beaver episodes and, if you're that and big you can Genie do it if you're that big and you've got the money you can do it and frankly sure okay well then I, then I will vote no because i think it's i think uh, it's fine but if you're but if you're asking them to go back and do you know stuff that was done in the 50s and and you know that that are comms. I don't know that. I don't know that it warrants that. I would rather see. Per, I mean, this is just my, my personal opinion. Yeah, sure. But I would rather see. I would rather see thing. If it can be done in in mass volume, where you're at least getting some description, then then nothing. Now I completely agree with with modern film, and I agree with classics, and I agree with um, things that are. Uh, you know, have, have significant, you know, um, American value, you know, like. Yeah, like leave it to Beaver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my point. That is my point. Exactly. It's, it's, Steve's making, uh, Chris is making my point, which is that, which is that we do value things differently. And as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. if we were going to vote on that aspect of it, I would say all the new things that come out could be text to speech because I'm not planning to watch them anyway. So, so that's a wrong attitude. That's a totally bad attitude, yeah, I and I don't I'll, have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. President. Yeah, yes, uh, uh, Jeff uh, Bishop. First, are you done with your? Yeah, I, I, I've, made, I, I've made my point. I, I just think okay. that, that we need to be careful about what we wish for because we could end up right. getting less. Mm -hmm. so yeah. To Jeff's Jeff. point, and I, and I agree with you that we could lose, you know, quantity over this. But what I think will happen if we don't push this issue hard is that they'll all want to go text-to-speech. That's yes. what Amazon mm -hmm. wants to do right That's now. That's what Amazon mm -hmm. all want to do. That's right. So yeah. I think we don't have a choice but to take a firm stand on this issue. Thank you. I agree. I absolutely agree, Jeff. Yep. Right. Any, anything else? I know we had a lot of discussion about, uh, but everybody good? 
All right. Let us call the question. All those in favor of approving this resolution signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan, for all your hard work in this. Thank you've, you so you've much. You've been everyone. through the resolutions gauntlet, so thank you. <laughs> it's actually been a lot of, it's, it's been so interesting. So, you know, that's, that's all right. Um, okay, good. We're, we're drafting Susan for the resolutions committee going forward, yeah, by the way, be, Dan. Be careful how you perform, Susan. It has consequences. <laughs> uh, we'll, all right. We'll, Let's see. Okay. okay. Next, we have resolution 2021 number 23, which is conference requirements for accessible materials. And this uh, was presented by the Washington Council of the Blind Advocacy Committee. So, Susan? Sure. Whereas conferences sponsored by universities or other institutions are covered by the Americans with Disabilities Act parentheses, ADA, and when applicable by state anti-discrimination statutes, and whereas all conference participants have a legal right to have conference materials, including papers, presentations, slide decks, and other content provided in formats accessible to them, and whereas electronic accessibility standards such as WCAG, 2.0, 2.0, uh, 3.0, exist to provide a uniform environment for users and creators of conference content. <clears throat> and whereas requiring that conference content be available to participants in accessible formats promotes both awareness of accessibility issues and familiarity with tools, technologies, and practices that make it easy to deliver content inaccessible in accessible formats. Whereas gatherings such as American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention offer vendors, sponsors, presenters, and audience members unique opportunities to demonstrate understanding of and ability to implement accessibility standards and to validate their approaches with consumers of their of their efforts and Whereas timely establishment of standards allows conference presenters lead time to meet the obligations of complying with accessibility standards and future events. And whereas the CSUN Assistive Technology Conference, despite repeated attempts by attendees to urge it to require slide decks and other materials to be made accessible, has refused to take this action. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the American Council of the Blind Board of Directors telephonically this 31st day of August 2021 strongly urge that in compliance with the ADA and applicable state statutes, conferences in all fields adopt procedures that require that all presentations, including digital content, be accessible to persons who are blind or have low vision and be it further resolved that this organization specifically communicate with the CSUN Assistive Technology Conference to urge them to immediately require all presentations, including digital content, be made accessible to people who are blind or have low vision, and be it further resolved that this organization also urge its conference presenters to comply with this resolution. 
Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. Thank you, Susan. Uh, do we have anyone who wishes to speak against yeah. or make amendments to this Dan, resolution? Dan, this is uh, Ray Campbell. I am. I, I'm going to speak. I hope the author of the resolution or somebody from the Washington Council is here because I do have. They're a here. I, they're I'm here. here. I'm yeah. here. Okay, Ray. very, very excellent. Thank you. Um, I, I'm. I'm leaning against this resolution. I, I, I certainly support the sense of the resolution and that, but. It's very broad. I mean, how are you going to enforce this? How are you going to enforce this? I mean, there are so many conferences sponsored by so many different organizations out there. Um, that it's almost going to be impossible to um, uh, you know, get yeah. this get this thing enforced. That, that's that's my yeah. biggest concern. I yeah. I don't. I, and then the second reason I'm a, I'm against it, although I could be this this could be remedied. I don't think the last whereas clause or last resolve clause, I'm sorry, regarding the ACB conference of convention even needs to be in there because um, uh, that's a that's a matter for our conference and convention committee to, to deal with. And they do a, a pretty good job, a, a really good job of making sure that uh, materials are accessible to as best they possibly can. And I feel like that's kind of micromanaging the convention. I don't like to see that done in resolutions. That's just. This is Deb. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Uh, all right, Deb. Uh, Deb, go ahead. Yes, um, I would like to actually propose. I won't put it in the form of a motion yet, unless we want to go there. But I would. I think this should go back to the resolutions committee, and I think it should be restructured so that it is about CSUN. Um, I think that content. I I actually know that CSUN could do a much better job. I, I think we could certainly have conversation with CSUN. We could certainly try to ele you know, elevate that expectation. Um, I can tell you how hard it is because of the work I've done with ACB to get your conference presenters to provide um, mm -hmm. materials accessibly because they often don't have any idea how, frankly, even though right. they're in this business. But, but I think CSUN could do a lot better. But I think the problem, as Ray has already pointed out, is that this is too broad it is too unmanageable. Um, it is not something we can measure anything out of. But but I do think it, um, since CSUN sort of spurred the conversation, apparently, um, it's true it applies to all things. And I always say, you know, you can use something as an example for something later. So you can always say if we if we worked if we were able to work some of this through with CSUN, then you can take that and apply it other places, whether by resolution or whether just by fact. <laughs> um, but I, I would really strongly encourage um, that we ask the resolutions committee to redraft this and focus it on the concern related to CSUN, and that we I, I would be very comfortable passing that. Mr. President, uh, yeah, uh, we, we're we're not to a motion yet, Jeff, and then I think we should let Doreen uh, speak about mm -hmm. the maker of the resolution. So right. go, go I, ahead, Doreen Jeff. Doreen is willing. I don't think we need to redraft it. I think we should just take out the mm -hmm. first and third clause, resolved clauses. Um, I think all the whereas clauses are really pretty pretty much okay. Don't think they do any harm. And I think if we limited the resolve clause to CSUN, as you suggest, if that would, would if that's what would pass, I think that would that we could do that without referring back to the committee. So, um, 
I would like to speak to why it is the way it is, understanding that, um, I, I, well, it's your point, Ray, about that. I think I am specifically asking the convention committee to think about that, but that would be based on my experience observing that there was PowerPoint screen shares this year and I didn't know who to chase down to ask for a copy of the PowerPoint. So um, that's just my experience. And so asking us to live up to the standards we're asking other organizations to live up to is kind of a no brainer. I admit I intended this kind of, well, there's two things about it. Um, I attended a couple of different conferences. There's a brand called Crip Camp that has done a whole bunch of things. And last summer, they did a whole series of Zoom events and over the Zoom events, they're like this accessibility measure and this accessibility measure and that accessibility measure. And I'm like, oh my God, they had so many ways to get accessibility that I was out of my mind. Um, so they're not a techie conference. They are a accessibility conference and they did what to me was amazing job. But I mean, I'm a partially sighted mouthy college persons, college educated person. So I don't know if it's accessible to all of their audience, but so anyway, and then I went to one in my faith-based community where everything was done in Google docs. And so I could download what I needed in my sleep basically. Um, but that was also because the staff was young and, and versatile. Um, and then what I also did was to pull a couple of different colleagues, um, a woman who teaches Russian history and when she goes to academic conferences, she hasn't gone in a while. And there's other reasons that if you do foreign languages, accessibility gets tricky. Um, and I asked her and she hadn't really thought about it and she wasn't very techy. And I don't know that she'd be one to be taking it to her professional association and saying, see, see, can we do this? Um, but being able to back up someone like her if they wanted help was part of the point of the, the first be it resolved. And then I asked another friend who teaches computer science and she said, well, everybody writes their papers on the plane anyway. I'm like, okay, that's no help, but you can still, you can still make the, the, you can still do something that says you're going to make the papers accessible after the fact. Um, CSUN, one of the things about CSUN is that, um, Microsoft every year says, if you want to get papers from CSUN, here's the link. I get it out of Twitter. I don't read all the papers because, you know, what the heck. Um, it's nice to know they're out there. But other participants in CSUN don't do that. And so, <coughs> and my, like, give your presenters an opportunity to show off is part of my intention for why to include it in, or why to include ACB in the, in the Be It Resolves. Um, I, 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 I kind of see the point of making CSUN be a test case, but it really was intended to be, because I mean, the thing is somebody who's going to go to their academic association and they're going to have a, already kind of an uphill, you know, battle anyway, unless, well, like, um, Judy Brown, who was on earlier talked about some professional associations. Now everything is distributed electronically um, anyway. And so whether it's accessible electronically, I don't know. Um, I, I, I know what Judy's accessibility needs are. And, and you know, I'm, I'm always reluctant to say it's accessible to everybody based on, you know, one experience. But um, 
having said that, have I changed anybody's mind or does no? No. So, so Doreen, the problem with this is that if we pass this as it is, what it does is it just says we believe in mom baseball and apple pie. We Mm. have nothing we can do, actually do. So I think it's better to figure out what very specifically we can do with the resources we have. And by the way, ACB does put accessible copies of all of the PowerPoints from the presenters onto its website and okay. they're there if you log in. So they're I will, there. I will, I will but, look for them. Thank you. But, um, but, but my point is, and, and everyone could do better, but the issue is really you have to have something that you're asking the organization to actually do. And right. we're not going to be able to service every venue in the country with all of their accessibility. I mean, we're not, that's not our role in the world. So I think it would be helpful to identify some pretty specific thing that it's a real problem that we can actually, that we can actually do. And, you know, if there's a problem with CSUN, then we can take it on. If CSUN puts all their papers up, it's up to the conference attendees to, to learn that and find out that it's, you know, so well, then that's yeah. not an issue. So I think we need to figure out what the real issue is you want to um, address and then address it. Yeah. Okay. No, I think there's a. So I'd like to refer, I'd like to, to make a motion then that we refer this back to resolutions to identify specific resolves that the, this organization can actually address. And I agree with Jeff, the whereas is, you know, are, are pretty great, yeah. but the, what's Madam the result? I, I, want, I want to oppose the motion, I guess, because. Um, well, we don't have a second happened. yet. We don't have so. a second yet. I'll second this is it. David, Kim. I'll second it. Okay, Kim seconded it, so now we can have discussion. So go ahead, so Jeff. I think, as I said before, I think the resolve clause, the one that would be left in there if we take the others out, mm-hmm. is fine. We've had, we, you know, this resolution, you know, was actually, you know, it first went to NFB because one of its members had approached CSUN about this very problem. And basically they blew them off and said, you know, we're not going to do anything. And so Apparently this has CSUN happened. has blown people off for several yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if Doreen will really, accept that, I will accept, yeah, I will withdraw I'm, my motion. You know what, accept I'm fine. That. I'm fine with that. I'm fine if we, if we, if what do we have to do? Do we have to withdraw the, the motion that's on the floor? And I would, I, I can just withdraw that right. motion. Okay, and then someone can move to they delete. Oh, first of all, no, so no, all right. Yeah. So let's hold on. So so Jeff is proposing that we just limit the resolve clauses to the one related to CSUNG. Right. Mm-hmm. Under that consideration, mm-hmm. uh, Deb would be willing to resolve, uh, remove her motion mm-hmm. to refer. Sure. Kim, yes. you were the second. It would you be yes. willing? I agree. Okay. I all agree. right. So the motion is now no longer on the table. So, Jeff, do you want to make a motion to remove the other resolve clauses and just keep the CSUN clause? Mr. President, if the maker of the or author of the resolution is accepting of it, I don't even know if it needs to be a motion. It can just be a friendly amendment. It can be. You're very right. Yes, it can be a friendly amendment. Doreen, if you're okay, just in the order of just in the order of time. Yes, I love it. Yes, thank you. I think that at this point, that makes sense. That because that's all that would happen if it comes back to resolutions, I think. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in favor of moving it forward. And I focusing for one on one place right now is a good thing to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Doreen. Uh, and, and the Washington Council of Blind Advocacy Committee. Uh, Ray, I, you I, had a comment. I have one yes. more thing, and yes. that is just, just it's a very small thing. For your reference WCAG, why yeah. don't we say WCAG 2.1? Because that's the current standard that's okay. out there. Just say yeah. WCAG 2.1. Right. 3.0 is it, not adopted. So yeah, yeah. There, okay. it's still in draft. So just yeah. put okay. it 2.1 and you're good. Okay. Uh, Zach, Zach Friendly also. <laughs> hey, yeah, go ahead. Would Pat. you want to yeah. say, I'm sorry, Dan, would you want to say current WCAG standards so that it applies? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's even standard. better. That's yeah. even that's better. That's great, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where okay. we're trying to go with the uh, two numbers. So Yeah, yeah but 3.0 is not adopted. So it's, right. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I no, think, I, saying, I totally I think saying current WCAG standards yeah. is yeah. totally on point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody good with that? Yep. Okay. All right. Any other comments, amendments? Hearing none, all those in favor of the amended resolutions signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. All right. Thank you, Doreen, and the Washington Council of the Blind Advocacy Committee. We appreciate your work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you to Jeff and Gabe for helping shepherd it this far. And thank you all for time and attention to let me go forward. So thank you. Very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next, we have ACB Resolution 2021, number 24, I believe, which is, oh, oh boy, my mind's going here. I'm getting late, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's related to uh, permanent broadband uh, benefits, Thanks. correct? Mm-hmm. And this has been presented uh, by uh, Clark uh, Rockfall. So Mark was busy this year. Yes. So Susan. Whoop, do we have Susan? Her fingers have worn out. Here I am. Are we, okay, are we good. Here? We're here. <laughs> We're here. Number okay. 24, Susan. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Whereas the COVID-19 pandemic has demonstrated the increased need for universal broadband connectivity and digital inclusion programs for persons with disabilities to achieve equitable access to basic amenities, such as public safety, transportation systems, public accommodations, and other vital services, and whereas access to high-speed broadband service is critical for education, healthcare, employment, civic opportunity, and other functions necessary for participation in the modern digital era, digital era, both during and by beyond the COVID-19 pandemic, especially for persons living with disabilities who experienced lower rates of broadband adoption and whereas in the United States, people with disabilities are almost three times less likely to use the internet than those without disabilities in part, part either because they are not able to afford service or because they lack the digital literacy skills necessary to access the internet. And whereas as a result of these barriers, the nation's digital divide is more pronounced amongst disabled persons and rates of adoption are even worse for those persons with disabilities that are members of other marginalized groups, such as older Americans, low-income households, and communities of color, among others. And whereas one barrier to broadband adoption is the inability for low-income households to afford internet service 
And whereas those living with disabilities are more than twice as likely to be unemployed than their non-disabled peers, and thus more likely to live on a low or fixed income, further diminishing their likelihood for adopting home broadband service. And whereas, while the FCC's Lifeline program helps millions of people adopt and maintain broadband and telephone service, additional government resources are now required to facilitate the swift, substantial, and sustainable shift of more low-income Americans to broadband connectivity. And whereas the Emergency Broadband Benefit, EBB, passed by Congress in December 2020, was an important first step in helping economically vulnerable households stay connected during COVID-19. It is a temporary program designed only for use during the pandemic. And whereas the federal government has never adopted a, a robust, permanent and coordinated program to address the affordability challenge and doing so will aid in connecting more residents with disabilities to critical broadband service now, therefore, be it resolved that the American Council of the Blind support, supports and urges Congress to adopt a long-term federally funded broadband benefit program managed and administered by the FCC to provide low-income individuals with enhanced financial support for broadband after the pandemic ends, and be it further resolved that in order to ensure dependable and consistent funding for this program, Congress should codify and fund it through mandatory directed spending as other entitlement programs are, instead of subjecting it to an annual discretionary appropriations process. And be it further resolved that in addition to this program, Congress must review, uh, must renew its commitments to federal digital inclusion programs as they are highly effective in helping persons living with disabilities to gain the skills and confidence necessary to thrive in the digital age. Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Thank you, Susan. Do we have anybody wishing to speak against or offer amendments to this resolution? Hearing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. We're on a roll. We, okay. We, we've, reached, we've reached the afternoon portion of the last day of convention. That's right. Everybody is now officially brain dead. Everybody's too tired to object. Yes. All right. Next, ACB Resolution 2021. Is it 25 or 26? I'm lost 25. In 25. And this is about accommodations for uh, Olympic, Olympic and, and Paralympic, Paralympic <laughs> athletes with disabilities. And this has been presented by the Sight and Sound Impaired Committee, SASE, uh, chaired by uh, Karen Campbell. Okay. So. And I, I beg your indulgence because I've lost my place. Can somebody tell a joke or something? While yes, I while, you, while you're doing that, I, this, this is Chris Bell. This mm -hmm. resolution needs to be rewritten because 
reasonable accommodation is not something that applies in this context. Reasonable accommodation it's is international. an employment requirement. Yeah. It, it's now we're in Title III. I don't, I don't even know whether Title III would require <clears throat> personal support person um, because generally uh, – personal assistance type things aren't required. But I mean, the most we could do is to say what Title III does require, but whether, but I'm not sure it requires what she wants. This is Deb. It it actually does because support, we shouldn't use the term personal assistance. Um, We should be talking about this as uh, being a support service provider, which is uh, kind of classified along the same lines as an interpreter. And so it's actually facilitation of communication Um, and independence. And so it's different than a personal assistance person who does toileting assistance and that sort of thing. My my biggest concern was that I don't know um, what the jurisdictional pieces are because we're talking about other countries. And it's not our Olympic committee, as as I understand it, and maybe I don't have it quite right. Um, But I'm not sure it's that our Olympic committee uh, was... You know, whether it was the one not cooperating or whether it was really pretty strictly um, Japan because in this case, because, um, and, and so we don't have any jurisdiction about foreign laws. So it seems like if this were written differently, we would want to be trying to get our committee to negotiate as part of their agreements for future Olympics that um, that reasonable accommodation would be uh, um, provided or allowed, you know, whether, you know, was provided by the other country or provided by ours, um, and, but, and, the, and that we would strike any reference to personal assistance because she's not asking for the technical term um, personal assistance as it's defined by the ADA. Yeah. Let's, let's right, well, we did find yeah. the text if people oh. wish to hear it, or we can okay. continue the discussion as is. I, I, think, I think we that need is, to go ahead. That is why, this is Karen Campbell, real quickly, that is why we changed the term to support yeah. service provider. Right. right. Okay. But it's not reasonable accommodation. No. Okay, well, let's, I let's think read this the... Was also, the USOPC. Let's hear it. Let's go back to, yeah. Now let them read it. Let's read the resolution first and then, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Okay, sure. Whereas Rebecca Myers, a swimmer who is deaf blind, was forced to withdraw from participation in the 2020 Paralympic Games in Tokyo, Japan, because the U.S. Olympic Paralympic Committee, USOPC, denied her reasonable accommodation request to have a support services provider, SSP, accompany her. And whereas this accommodation was necessary to enable her to compete in the games, and whereas the USOPC is a nonprofit organization chartered by the United States Congress, and whereas uh, TIT, oh, sorry, whereas Title III of the Americans with Disabilities Act requires that individuals with disabilities must be provided reasonable accommodations as long as such accommodations do not fundamentally alter the nature of the organization's activity. And whereas Ms. Myers has had an SSP accompany her and provide assistance during other USOPC sanctioned 
competitions, and related events, and whereas in 2021, denying Ms. Myers her requested reasonable accommodation is completely unacceptable, and whereas it is essential that the USOPC have clearly defined standards for providing accessible facilities and reasonable accommodations that comply with Title III of the Americans with Disabilities Act and other applicable laws, and Whereas these standards must be clearly communicated to current and future Olympic and Paralympic athletes, members of Congress, and the general public. And whereas ACB's Sight and Sound Impaired SASE Committee is charged with advocating for individuals who live with a combined vision and hearing loss now, Therefore, be it resolved by the American Council that the American Council of the Blind, this organization, strongly condemns the denial of the reasonable accommodation request by Rebecca Myers, and be it further resolved that ACB and its SASE committee engage in an ongoing dialogue with USOPC to develop and adhere to a transparent ADA. ADA compliant reasonable accommodations policy and process, parentheses, inclusive of auxiliary communication requests, close paren, and be it further resolved that such policy and process ensure a min- at a minimum that athletes who are deafblind will be permitted to have a SSP accompany them to all future competitions and related events sponsored by the USOPC and be it further resolved that if the USOPC does not expeditiously comply with this resolution, ACB refer this matter to the appropriate congressional oversight committees. Resolutions committee recommends a due pass. All right. Thank, thank you, uh, Susan. Do I have anyone who would like to speak against or make any amendments? Did I yeah, hear I Jeff? Did I hear Jeff, I Tom? A, I have a yeah. question, really. I'm not against it, but I have a question. Okay. I, I, it's a hard. Comment. I'm having a little hard. Yeah, okay. Now you're, now you're a little louder. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. A comment and a question. My comment is that sometimes, and I stress the word sometimes, the message is more important than the exact words that you use. Mm -hmm. Having said that, um, I would like to ask either Eric or Clark, if given that perhaps the words aren't 100% right in what we're asking for, do you think this resolution as written would create a problem for us in terms of the upcoming dialogue that you intend to have with the U.S. OPC. So I would throw this to Clark. Uh, Clark, you were part of this process. What do you think? Yeah, this is Clark. I, I would say no. And the, the reason I don't think that this would cause a problem um, is because this is a resolution coming from our members, our members who spoke out quite vocally um, when this situation was evolving. And uh, if anything, I, I, I think it gives weight to us bringing this to their attention 
and offering to work collaboratively with them uh, for them to know that our members are still, uh, you know, passionate about this issue and these concerns. Um, Eric? I would, I would agree with you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is our membership. And, you know, we had folks uh, during, during the, uh, the convention, like actually Ray had an op-ed piece or a a letter to the editor that spoke very uh, passionately on behalf of, you know, Becca Myers. So I think, you know, I think that this is good. Clark was part of the, the resolutions process um, as this was all being developed with the understanding that, you know, the national office was working on a parallel track with the USOPC. So this will Mr. Be, President, this, will be good. this is Paul Edwards. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. <clears throat> I, I guess I want to ask, um, I, I want to ask Eric and and, uh, and and probably the convention committee as well um, whether whether we're really going to jump in this direction. Um, there is a, clearly a requirement that organizations provide interpreters, but there's a good deal of disagreement from state to state as to the degree to which folks are required to provide SSP support. And I, I wonder if we, if, if, if we really want to jump into this because it's going to, our implied approval of this is going to potentially involve a lot more expenditure at conventions in the future. This is Deb. That goes to our, Paul, that would go to our RA policy. Yeah. Yeah. This is Deb. Yes, go ahead, Deb. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I don't see any issue there, Paul, at all. Um, We're not asking them to even pay pay for it. We're asking them to allow her to bring it, um, bring someone, not it, it's a person, allow her to bring (laughs) someone. Uh, It's getting late even for me. Um, You know, and so, um, and so, you know, um, it's not about whether, um, I mean, there are situations where, in fact, I think to accommodate someone, if you are truly accommodating them, you may need to provide um, both interpreting and SSP, but it's often possible to work those out together. So right. I think I don't think that this implies that we are going to necessarily or that we're asking anyone to change what they're paying for. Yeah. In this case, we're asking in this case that she be allowed to have provided it for herself. There's no money discussion in this it resolution. It doesn't say that. Yeah. It, doesn't, it says they violated the law by not giving her PSP. Right. Say. But, but, it, but, it, but, and I think in this case, because of the international travel, they should have to provide it because, you know, th- that's, that's, but that's for them to work out. They didn't even allow it to happen is really what happened in this case. It, there was never a discussion about who pays. Yes, yeah, she, she, yeah, she never we, had an we option. Yeah, we could have brought forward, we could have, we or the other organization or who knows, could have, you know, brought forward funds to help with the cost if that became the issue. This was about the fact that she could not bring, um, cited by the pandemic and my bigger concern and and Clark will figure this out as he works through a process with them but 
um, as I originally read this story, I, I, my understanding was that the problem was really in Japan. And we, you know, so the question is, how do we negotiate? How, do, how does that get negotiated? Because, of course, they don't have the same laws we do. So how, how those things get negotiated in their contractual and other relationships is pretty huge. But she didn't even get the option to figure out how to pay for it. No, she did not. And I think it could have been done within the confines of the protocol. Mm-hmm. But, but, but right now, I think at least yeah. what I've heard initially from Clark and Eric as they broached yeah. uh, the, the committee with this is they, had, they didn't even have the ability to produce a policy, right? right. And so right. we're asking them to, to step up and, yes. and consider this. That, yeah. So. We're at a pretty fundamental level with this. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is Donna. My, my concern is where is this going to go? Is, is this going to just be a, a habit now? This, oh, we don't have to pr- let anybody yeah. bring anybody or, you know, I mean, we're just, I'm just afraid that yeah. if, if we don't try to do something. And this is Ray. This is uh, Aaron, you want to be in the queue, please. Uh, okay, and, Ray and, and then Doug. Yeah. And, okay. and, and or do something like what they were doing, which is provide, uh, you know, one attendant for every, you know, nine attendants for every th- for 34 people or something like that. I forget exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that's um, true. I'm very comfortable. Um, you know, maybe the wording could be a little better, but uh, I'm very comfortable with um, the idea that, um, you know, I mean, as far as the ADA side of it, Chris knows has forgotten more about it than I'll ever know. But uh, you know, anything U.S. Uh, you know would fall under that. But you know, internationally, it maybe does get a little bit trickier. But I'm very comfortable if Clark and Eric say that this resolution yeah. actually will help them to uh, move forward on this. Uh, I'm very comfortable adopting this. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Doug. Well, one, one a comment and then a, a an edit. Um, the comment is if Katie Ledecky needed some assistance, she sure as hell would have gotten it. <laughs> um, Amen. <laughs> second, um, uh, in, uh, we, we picked it up in the whereas clauses, but not in the resolve clauses. Um, the U.S. Uh, OPC doesn't really sponsor events. They sanction them. So yeah. uh, the, the second resolved, I believe it is, there's a, a se- uh where they say uh, OPC sponsored, it should be sanctioned. Mm -hmm. Can we take out the word provide and just say allow? So in other words, in that, where that first part is, where instead of saying, so so it's not that they're expecting for them to provide it, but that the person be allowed to bring. Take out the word. I wouldn't no, no, I, I wouldn't would do that. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Are we back to the first one though? On the on the sponsor versus. Um, yeah. Yes. It'd be sanctioned. Sanctioned. We're good with that. We accepted that amendment and resolutions anyway. So okay. That's just- okay, that's just editing. Um, okay, we're good there. Okay. Can, can, I, can, can I say something? I'm sorry. I know it's late. I'm sorry, but. Um, Becca's situation is not unique, and there's an article in yesterday's LA Times about a Paralympian who wants to bring or wanted to bring a guide dog and was also denied by the uh, United States Olympic Paralympic Committee. I wonder if we could broaden the 
the uh, resolution to include that situation as well. I think this is broad enough that, that it can take care, care of that, to, that because they're going to have to come up with a policy not only for this, but eventually... Or can can we include other too. reasonable accommodations in addition to SSPs? I mean, I think it's right now it's going to be it's going to be considered a deaf-blind issue where it really should be a disability-related issue. Yeah. And that's no, it's yeah. broad, Penny, of the, it's it's broad. It's at a minimum to include the, the deaf-blind part. But it says it's, it's a minimum. Okay, all right. I didn't hear yeah. that part. Okay. All right. I withdraw my comment. Yeah, I Thanks. think it's okay the way it is. Yeah. Okay, well, this is Chris. So I, I, I have a – it's probably because I'm a lawyer, but I have real discomfort passing a resolution that says – ADA Title III does what they say it does because it, it doesn't. And I think we should be expected to write a resolution that is at least accurate um, legally. And uh, so I'm just not comfortable with it. But I also. That's why I, I quit the bar, I guess. What? That's why I quit the bar. Yeah. Um, well, at least I, I, I used to be going into bars, but I don't do that anymore. Um, but. Uh, uh, you know, I just uh, and I, I'm not sure I forget who said it, but I don't know that that uh, if, if the issue was the number of people that Japan was letting in, um, whether, you know, we would have any jurisdiction or whether it would be said said to violate the ADA, even if we wrote it correctly. Um, so I'm just not comfortable with saying something that they violated the law because I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, but can they do more? Sure. They could have a policy and all that other stuff. But I just think this is too not correct. So, Chris, I think that there was some level of comfort in one blaming the other and living in the ambiguity of it all. Right. But we mm -hmm. don't know what the truth, but we don't. We, that's I'm sure I'm sure you're right. OK, mm -hmm. but, but we also don't exactly know what the facts are. We, all we're doing is going from, I think, mostly news publications. And you're maybe, you're maybe, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I don't know whether Japan, in okay. fact, said no or not. I mean, you're right. They could just be finger pointing. That happens all the time, as we all know. But um, <laughs> I, I just think. She requested in February. It doesn't yeah, matter what she requested. But, but we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But but back to the Title Three. So is that in yeah. the whereases or that it's in both, right? It's in the whereases. It's, it's mostly in the whereases. And actually, this still works, even if we took it all out, because it isn't, doesn't matter. The real issue is it doesn't matter what covers it. We want them to have a policy and a yep. plan and they can figure out where it fits. But mm -hmm. but I really believe because I, I really am kind of with Chris. This is technically not not quite what what. Title three does. And so, um, you know, it, it's probably should, but you know how much luck we've had getting the ADA opened up again. So, um, so I, I'd like to see us, you know, that's not going to make it go better. That's not going to make it go better. And it might be a little more credible because if they want to shoot holes in it and they say, well, we're not covered by that. So bye. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather pull those barriers out and just simply say, this is not the way 
the Americans should be treated, period. It's discriminatory on the basis of disability. We're not yeah. in favor of discrimination. Yeah. Could, yeah. We, could we perhaps, would people be in a, Karen mute, please. Would people be willing to say, if we were to, could, could we agree that to pass this, but then work um, to clear out, you know, the clear up the concerns about use of ADA and some of these things in here, and maybe make it more generic? Uh, would people be agreeable to that? No, um, I'm not agreeable to. If you pass it, you pass it. I mean, yeah, you, I yeah it you, needs you, to be revised and come back yeah. to to get that done. Okay. Because I want us to pass it. I want us to get it passed. Okay. Yes, Jeff. Sometimes the message is more important than the specific accuracy of the words. And I think in this case, the resolution is strong and it says something. They're not going to say, oh, we're not, we're going to ignore this because the term reasonable accommodation is inappropriate legal jargon. They know that they, they got so much terrible publicity that they know they have an issue. So if Eric and Clark can live with this resolution, I say we pass it and let them move on. And I, I would suggest only then they take out reference to ADA Title Three and just use the, keep mm -hmm. the reasonable accommodation language sure. and all, all that yeah. other stuff. So yeah. we're just not making a legal statement. We're making yeah. a policy statement. Right. Well, make that make that motion chris if you want to to, to remove all the right, reference well, to the to, to title three yeah all right so i i move that the resolution be revised but i can't do it now i'm too tired um to remove any reference to title three of the ada and um allow for the rest of the language about accommodation and psb to stay in and i would second that and i would trust the resolutions committee to do that that we would not need to do it here that we could go ahead and pass it with that understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the motion in the second. Do we have any discussion on that? I right. support it. I think it's friendly if, if the yeah. maker, if Karen would. Karen, are, are I, you I would okay with? I, this is Karen Campbell. I would consider it friendly. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Yay. So we don't need a motion. We'll just work, have the mm -hmm. resolutions committee remove that language working with Karen. All right. Given that that yes. language yes. Re specifically referring to the uh, um, Title III of the ADA be removed, are we then okay to um, move forward in discussion yes. and take a vote? Yes. Yes. Hearing none. Yeah. No, hearing hearing no further discussion. <laughs> all those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Karen and the Sassy Committee. Appreciate all your hard work you are in this welcome. area. Thank, Thank you, Thank you so much. for your expertise. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we only have two left. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? All right. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, ACB Resolution 2021, number 33, Teddy Joy's Law, uh, which was presented by Mark Reichert. So, Susan? Yes. Whereas the vision loss community, including the American Council of the Blind, ACB, other advocacy organizations, organizations, as well as provider organizations, has developed comprehensive legislation named in honor of Teddy Joy Remhild, a longtime member of ACB, one of the founders of its older adult affiliate, 
the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and a tireless advocate for older adults with vision loss. And whereas this wide ranging programmatic legislation was developed to holistically address the need for a nationwide and well-funded strategy to more effectively address the unique needs and capabilities of this dramatically underrepresented, rapidly increasing population of older Americans experiencing vision loss. And whereas this legislation is consistent with ACB's longtime recognition of the complete failure of the federal government to adequately address this unmet service need. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind telephonically this 31st day of August 2021, that ACB commit to an organization-wide strategy to seek the prompt enactment of Teddy Joy's law and to work in collaboration with all like-minded stakeholders to launch a multi-year effort to promote such legislation and related public awareness strategies and tactics. And be it further resolved that this organization strongly consider making passage of the Teddy Joy Law a primary legislative imperative at the 2022 ACB Legislative Seminar. Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Point of order, Mr. President. Uh, yes, um, Jeff. Yeah, I think the word, I think it was that you read underrepresented. I believe yeah. it was supposed to be underserved. Ah, uh, let me find it. Oh, if that if not, then it's just a friendly it, amendment, and because that's okay. what it's supposed to be. Okay, I, I wow, I see underrepresented in this copy. That's strange. Okay, so and under yeah yeah. So it'd be a friendly amendment to say underserved. Do we have Mark with us? I, I didn't. I don't know if I've heard Mark's voice this evening. So. We don't have the maker of the resolution with us. Uh, Gabe, what is that? Mm -hmm. is, can you all represent the maker? Uh, well, I am, the I am ACB's representative in, in the So you, you, would, you would be okay <laughs> representing yes. yourself? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to make that friendly amendment. <laughs> um, I do show underserved. Mine shows underserved, the, okay. the copy that I have. That is yeah, so strange. Have, I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, under, that's fine. Underserved and rapidly increasing mm. population yeah. of older Americans experiencing vision loss. Yeah, that's, yep. that's, I've got yeah, underserved here. Just, that's fine. Sorry about, sorry, okay. sorry. Okay, good. Uh, any, any other discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. All right. Thank you. All right. Now we have uh, ACB Resolution 2021 number 35, and this is about e-reader prioritization for the um, – Boy, I'm blacking out, blanking out it's, here. It's, it's for deafblind patrons. For deafblind patrons of the uh, of NLS, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And this has been this is presented by the uh, Braille Revival League, uh, as well as SASE, and I believe 
Paul and Karen, amongst others, are the authors. So they're they're here to represent. So uh, is that right, Gabe? Yeah, a, ca- okay. a cadre of authors. Ca- there's, 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 a, there's, there's many. There's many, yes. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, Susan, uh, your, your and, last and is, opportunity to read tonight. Yes. Our last All right. one. Let's, yes. see, let's see if I can uh, correct Bring us home. <laughs> get the right words here this time. Um, sorry about that last one. Whereas the great, Helen Susan. Keller National Center reports that there are between 1 million and 2.4 million Americans who have both vision loss and hearing loss. And whereas deaf blindness refers to the combination of hearing and visual loss that severely impedes communication, education, employment, and independent living. And whereas Braille is a vital communication tool for persons who are who are both blind and have a severe hearing impairment. And whereas the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS, is in the process of making available to patrons a portable electronic braille reading device called the e-reader. And whereas such a device would be of paramount utility and importance to braille reading NLS patrons who are deafblind. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind telephonically this 31st day of August 2021 calls upon NLS to prioritize distribution of this new Braille e-reader by first making it available to Braille reading NLS patrons who are blind and have a severe hearing impairment. Resolution Committee recommends a due pass. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. And uh, do we have anyone who wishes to speak against or make amendments to this resolution? Yes, Mr. President. It's Kim. Yes, Kim. Hi. Um, And I fully, absolutely support this resolution, but I want to put forward a change in the um, resolve clause that I think will strengthen it using some of the terminology that NLS uses and explain why. So you all heard that the resolution as it stands. Um, So the current language, I have it all written down here, so I'll just go ahead and read what I have. The current language said, calls upon NLS to prioritize distribution of this new Braille e-reader by first making it available to braille reading NLS patrons who are blind and have a severe hearing impairment. That's the current language. And I'd recommend that the resolution state it more like this um, based on something that I'll share in just two seconds. So my recommendation in the language is calls upon NLS to prioritize distribution of this new Braille e-reader by revising LC slash NLS policy to allow network libraries to provide secondary preference to Braille reading NLS patrons who are blind and have a severe hearing impairment. And the reason that I recommend that language comes out of a standard 
for the NLS Talking Book Libraries, um, authored by the American Library Association that says section 1.2B, which it reads, network service providers will provide playback equipment and accessories using an equitable distribution policy, taking into consideration that federal law gives preference to veterans and LC slash NLS policy gives secondary preference to centenarians. So my recommended language uses language that implies or basically infers that NLS has the policy-making authority to determine that deafblind individuals can be second, secondary preference for um, receiving the e-reader and that NLS won't come back and say, federal law does not allow them to make a priority because I think that's what they've come back and tell us right now. Does that make sense? It does. Mr. President, okay. this is Paul Edwards. <laughs> Sorry, I had to unmute, Paul. Yes, go ahead, Paul. Um, as as uh, the organization that that uh, sponsored this resolution, I think BRL would have no problem. But just in case he's here, the, the primary author of the resolution was Larry Johnson, and I wonder if he's here and if he has a comment. It appears not, but I, 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 find, I find Kim's arguments persuasive, and she doesn't change... She, she only in, improves the language as far as I'm concerned. So we would certainly regard it as friendly. Friendly. Okay. Yes, Thank you. would concur on that. And, and Karen's comfortable Great. as well. Okay. Yeah, Thank you, Kim. Good. I think yeah, you have go. the language because I sent it to you, right? Yes. Drop you, in. You okay. did. I think I did save that email. So, yes, I can easily drop that in. Yeah, and Doug, uh, next, you had a comment? Thank you, yes. Um, I have a possible edit. Um, a couple of places, they ref uh, the, the resolution refers to deafblind, and then uh, in a couple of other places, uh, it, re it refers to blind and severely hearing impaired. Um, I believe that if you're going to, if you're going to include severely hearing impaired, I think that it also, it should be severely vision and hearing impaired, which, which I perceive with the and as being they're both. So but by definition, that is deafblind. I mean, that the deafblind doesn't mean a person well, has to be totally deaf and totally blind. Right. That's that's fine. If it would be deafblind, that's fine. But I, I, yeah. I, just, I yeah. disagree with the uh, notion that we should be separating blind from severely hearing impaired and, you know, well, not including. Well, they're all also, they're also included, but, but the, the language is very specific to say Braille reading NLS patrons who are blind and have a severe hearing, hearing impairment. Right. So, I, I, so we have to keep the Braille reading patrons because I, this exactly. device is oh, a braille reading device that, that's not my, that's not what i have a problem with that's fine the, the braille reading patrons is is uh, i have no problem with whatsoever uh, i'm just i i think this organization i i think i think 
just it is discrimination by saying blind and then saying and severely hearing impaired. Oh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying, Doug. Well, you should either. be just blind and deaf or, you know, or severely vision and hearing impaired. Well, I think in this particular case, we've got a pretty specific, um, you know, way the statutes, the, the way the policy's written that we're trying to adhere to, right? And so that's the words they've chosen to use. It seems like using those words puts us in compliance with the policy. What, what policy is this we're referring to? This was the whole amendment that, that Kim just offered, that that was the language that NLS uses in defining their policy for who receives prioritization. They use blind and severely hearing impaired? No, they don't, because right now the policy doesn't exist. But this language directs, basically directs them to revise their policy to to give the secondary preference to braille readers, you know, who are patrons of the NLS program who are blind and have a you know severe hearing impairment. So, I mean, they're already going to give them to blind people who read braille. But what BRL and SASE are trying to do is get a preference or a prioritization so that if you have 10 people waiting in line, two of those people are deaf blind, they're going to go to the top of the list. Right now, they, they don't do that. Right. But if a person is not totally blind, but it doesn't matter. They're a Braille reader. I mean, the Braille reading part is also part of the criteria. Yes. You know, they could be low vision and read Braille and they're going to get a device. So we didn't say totally blind. It just says blind. I mean, I. Well, I don't understand why the distinction about severely hearing impaired is in there then. Why Why don't we just say deaf blind? I think that means something different. I mean, hearing impairment is as wide a range as blindness. And I, and I don't, I shouldn't be speaking here, should I? Just, <laughs> sorry, I, I just think this is really nitpicking. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. All right. Well, let us, thank you, Doug, for the call. Does somebody want to, um, well, we're a democratic organization, so <laughs> Doug, Doug has the opportunity to make his statement, and he has yes, made it, absolutely. and that's very appropriate. All right, yeah. and we appreciate Doug's, uh, Doug's input. Do we have any other comments, or are we ready to call the question? All right, hearing no other, no other comments, all those in favor of the resolution, identify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. Thank you. All right. Appropriate. All right. Thank you. I think that was the last resolution. Um, yes, sir. Gabe, we're not for taking tonight. any more, even if you've got them for tonight. Uh, so <laughs> we may want to start this, this all again in a few weeks. We may want to start the meeting a little earlier in a couple of weeks. So, okay. Uh, next item on the agenda is updates from officers. I am going to say we don't need to do that tonight. Uh, we're, uh, if everybody's okay with that, we'll 
We'll look for committee updates later on, uh, perhaps in September, or maybe it will be in the fall October. board meeting. Yes, uh, in October. But that's only five weeks away, so it's not long. Um, and then the last item is I really, we do need to cover one item real quickly with an executive session. So I will ask everybody that's not on the board of uh, directors, uh, if you could please leave the meeting now. And Susan just left the meeting, but I'd wanted again, thank her so much for all of her hard work reading this evening. And I also failed to mention Michael Mavers, who did an amazing job of recording all the resolutions so they could be played on ACB Media 10 so all of our members could hear uh, the resolutions prior to the meeting tonight. So thank you to Michael uh, and Rick for making that happen. So and we'll, President, do, since, and we'll do better. Since, we'll do better about getting those recorded and maybe up on ACB Media a little bit sooner before the next round of resolutions is discussed. Thank you, Gabe, and thanks but to your committee. And Paul, you had, a, you had a comment, Paul. I was just going to say that, especially since I bitched last year about the resolutions process, I'd like to thank the board for the process this year. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, sir. All right, everybody. Uh, uh, resolutions committee and, and all the movers and makers of the resolution, thank you all so much for, for your efforts. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you in just four short weeks. Yes. All right. And uh, we'll Dan or Eric, who from staff do you want to remain? Um, I think you're free need, to go, Clark. I think it's Eric, it's Cindy, Eric, and Cindy and Nancy probably are. No, are just, just Cindy. Just Cindy, just Cindy. and we, just Cindy we worked and, it out. Yeah. Oh, you worked it out. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Good night, all. So Dan, Good night. Thanks, Clark. Good Great night. job. Yes. The, the the meeting was being recorded and it was also uh, being streamed. So I think we ought to make sure that those are turned off.